Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. I wish I had someone that could introduce me so that I don't have to say, me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Um, but we're on the 16th episode. Can you believe it? Uh, we're going well. We're going from strength to strength. Loads of great feedback for uh, last week's episode with Macer and the week before with Pat Dively. So if you haven't listened to them, go back and uh, listen to, to their episodes. They were brilliant. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, very, very special to me. Um, because not only is he um, an inspiration in terms of jiu-jitsu, coaching, business, but he's also my jiu-jitsu coach. Um, so I was so happy to get him on. Finally, because so many of you have asked me, when are you going to do something on jiu-jitsu? When are you going to have Dara O'Connell on? And I was delighted to say that today we, we did have Dara in the studio. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. We got to speak about so much he's obviously just come off the back of ADCC with Fionn Davis his student my teammate um, who had this incredible iconic moment beating um, being Mosquitos um, in the ADCC uh, semi-final so great to get him on fresh off the plane to talk about that experience um, to talk about his journey in jiu-jitsu life as a jiu-jitsu black belt and coach of one of the, the country's uh, most successful jiu-jitsu academies um, and just about you know life and what's important to him and what he views as success and just to get a kind of insight into his brain um, so it was really good to have him in you know a really decorated um, jiu-jitsu player uh, Nogi European champion is his most proudest title but I mean he's fought on EBI Polaris Podio, ADCC um, so without further ado uh, listen back to the 16th episode of The First Exchange with Dara O'Connell. Dara O'Connell! Lydia. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming in. I know you're busy. I am not. No, you're very lie. busy. You're very <laughs> Well, you've got classes and stuff, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, but thank you very much for coming in. No problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. How are things? Everything's great. Like, let's talk, like, straight off the bat, yeah. like, you're just home from ADCC, like, yeah. iconic moment, hello. It was the best thing that's ever happened in my life, honestly. It was absolutely unbelievable. Like, it was just the biggest, like, jiu-jitsu celebration ever. I've never been to a jiu-jitsu tournament where there was that many people actually watching the event. Yeah. So, like, since 2010... I've been to probably every major jiu-jitsu tournament, mm. the world championships, everything that's like, you know, big, Polaris, EBI, all these different things. And I've never, ever seen a crowd like of that many people. I think there was 3,300 3, tickets sold. So the whole arena was just absolutely just packed full of people, all people who like jiu-jitsu and yeah. know what's going on and are not getting bored or anything. <laughs> you know, everyone's excited <laughs> for, for what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, I've yeah. never seen such a big crowd. And I think it made that, energy really really good for all the athletes because finally 
your life's work and you're actually fighting in mm -hmm. front of people who actually care and will cheer when you do something sick so yeah. like from the very start the whole thing was just nuts there was just such a buzz about the whole thing you yeah. know the lineup was so good and yeah i mean it was just it was absolutely insane to be a part of it it was so crazy you Incredible. know i've watched that tournament since i started jiu-jitsu mm. you know, it was like one of the first things i ever watched on youtube and to be there and like be in it and like be beside the mat i mean it was just absolutely amazing dream come true so cool for anyone that doesn't know you were obviously over there coaching uh your student fion davis that's it who obviously like for anyone that knows anything about jiu-jitsu she just kind of like burst onto the scene you know like what, not even like maybe a year year and a half is when she really just kind of like amped up mm -hmm. and she was everywhere yep. um so ex explain it for, for our listeners that don't know about the situation she <sighs> Obviously, ADCC, it's a, a selective process. Yep. You know, it's every two years. Yep. It's like you're saying, it's one of these iconic tournaments that when you start jiu-jitsu, it's like the first thing that you kind of know about. Yep. Even to the casual jiu-jitsu fan, they know yep. ADCC. It's yep. a massive big deal. Yep. Cash prizes, like, you know, the best of the best are there. It's very competitive. Um, so obviously you were there with Fionn. Yep. Um, and she's like absolutely killing it, dominating <laughs> it. And then she gets into the semifinal yep. with uh, Beatrice Mesquita. Mesquita. Um, and please take the floor. Explain what happened next. Uh, so Well, you have to understand the, the dynamic before yes. this is... Uh, Fionn had already fought with Bia twice. So uh, Bia Mesquita is, I think, five times, maybe mm. six, uh, black belt world champion, which many people claim to be world champion in jiu-jitsu. There's so many different yeah. world championships and different age categories and all yeah. these different things. But Bia Mesquita is the real yeah. black belt world champion five or six times. ADCC champion. She's been training since she was a little kid. As long as I've been involved in jiu-jitsu, she's been... Yeah one of the main girls so anyway that's, that's the dynamic of how impressive this yeah. uh, girl is Fionn had also fought her at the previous ADCC so this was two years ago in Finland um, Fionn was still only a brown belt she wasn't half as experienced as she was this time out yeah. um, and she got submitted in the first round uh, by Bia so things went on Fionn fought her earlier this year in a gi competition in which she also lost. She didn't get submitted. She did better. Mm -hmm. uh, she was actually much closer to, to beating her. She just made a few mistakes and she lost that one too, just on points. So she's lost to her twice. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's coming the what happened basically two weeks ago, the ADCC 2019. Yeah. So she got her in the second round. So not the first round like last time. She had a match before and then the next round, the semifinal was going to be Bia, which we knew was probably going to be the one of the hardest matches at least mentally because she had never beaten her before yeah. all of the other girls in the division Fionn had beaten already so mm -hmm. even though they're tough you've beaten them so you know it's it's definitely possible so yeah. basically anyway long story short uh, they fought each other in the second round and um, we knew what to expect because we'd fought her twice and I've watched a lot of tape of her fighting and you know like all the, all the different uh, uh, background stuff to it like that so we had a lot of time to think about it and a lot of time to think of how she was going to approach it and she just did absolutely perfect basically she like played it from the very start mm -hmm. uh, she stayed calm in the positions where previously she had make, made mistakes and as soon as she saw sh her opportunity she took it and jesus christ like i had <laughs> never been so excited in my, in my like, entire life i mean i said it to you last week like that that like 30 40 second clip that flow grappling had that all these yeah. major jiu-jitsu um, media outlets had 
it was the most heart-wrenching emotional watch <laughs> for like never mind if you know both of you guys like to see her react like the the the, the uh, looking at the arm she's looking at the ref you know she, then she gets the tap the, just the yeah. expression in her face falling to her knees and then jumping into your arms it like was, it's just the yeah. most yeah, insane yeah. moments yeah. right yeah you're gonna make me cry now yeah and then like <laughs> i seriously like it was just so and it's something that will always be there yeah it will never you know we will always have that yeah and i think for you know even more than that there's such a, a message and such a lesson in that in terms of jiu-jitsu and the whole kind of process of jiu-jitsu and that keep going keep trying yeah. you know if you fail fail twice fail three times keep going until you succeed that's and that's what a lot of people took from that is that here's this girl who's coming up against you know the the best absolute of the best. best of the best and to finish her in that fashion was just yeah and Bia did not want to give up yeah I, not even a flinch out of I that girl I couldn't believe it I actually couldn't believe it I've watched it a bunch of more times her face is so like Sophia basically gets her into an arm lock like hyper extends her arm mm. her, her arm like I don't understand how if it's not broken it has to be damaged in some way yeah. like I can't I, I can't believe if it's not yeah. but she was pulling on her arm pulling on her arm was like hyper extended to the point where like for sure something's wrong yeah Fionn like looks at the referee and I'm just like screaming <laughs> losing my mind just like, like, just don't, just like ah! and she looks at the referee the referee doesn't do anything and B is just like she looks just pissed off she like yeah. she doesn't even yeah, look like she's not even like oh my arm she's like fuck I'm so I'm so mad yeah um, <laughs> and then eventually she just keeps pulling keeps pulling and then eventually she starts to tap and just like yeah honestly like you know I've competed in a lot of things I've I've won some really cool uh, things in jiu-jitsu been fortunate enough to do that but yeah. this was better than anything that i ever experienced it was absolutely insane it was like i turned around when she so she did it and then like i like i was saying the crowd was insane yeah so as soon as fion had her in the position the crowd are already like there's a crazy just energy started happening like oh my god is she gonna fucking get her like is yeah, she actually gonna yeah, get her yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it happened and fion looks at me and i'm just like ah! like and then we're both screaming and then i just turn around and there's a fucking like three thousand people just like ah and it was just like and any of the photographs like if you look at the crowd there's oh. people like celebrating to you there's people hugging each oh other my there's God, like, like the, even the, the camera crew that are down on the floor they're all yeah. just have big massive smiles Eddie like, Bravo do you know Eddie Bravo yeah of Eddie, course Eddie Come Bravo on. when I was like walking off the mat was like man that was awesome and just like <laughs> high five me and I was like am I living in a like a dream like yeah. what is like, this <laughs> what is, is like, insane. Yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah. insane no I didn't know that that's insane amazing like I mean and Eddie Bravo is kind of like <laughs> Come on, like Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, like in terms of combat sports, martial arts, like they're the kind of yeah. face in terms of like oh, media yeah. wise, you know what I mean? And people recognize them instantly. Oh, crazy. But to have like Eddie Bravo being and, like, and if what's I could, up? I have a good story about Eddie Bravo too, because Fionn fought an EBI, which is like yeah. his like jujitsu show or whatever. This was in 2017. Yeah. So before actually the ADCC, when she had fought Bia the first time, and I actually still have the DMs. I was showing Fionn when we were at the actual tournament. I, I was trying to get her in. She was only purple belt at the time. Yeah. And Eddie Bravo was putting on the EBI and he had Bia in it. He had Talita in it, all the best black belt mm. girls at the time. And he was like, I was like, here, you got to get this girl Fionn in. She's amazing. She's going to beat them all. Blah, blah, blah. I know she's only purple belt, but like get her in there. And, yeah. and he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like we have lots of black belt world champions and everything. And, yeah. you know, like we'll keep her, we'll keep her in mind. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, you're going to see, like she's going to beat them all yeah. eventually. You'll know, you'll know better eventually. Yeah. And, there you go. So incredible! Yeah. Like what an absolute. But he he's name dropped you quite a few times, and he named dropped you yeah, on the Joe I, Rogan podcast I, as well. I fought. Um, I fought one of his students. Yeah. His name is Richie Martinez. Miha actually fought him as well. Boogeyman, they call him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fought him on EBI, and I managed to submit him. So 
Eddie Bravo has a huge penchant for thinking his own students are way better than everyone else. So like, <laughs> I mean, like the guy's obviously good, but yeah. uh, I'm the, better. It, 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 I'm not, not, not I'm better. Just in the scheme of things, it's like he thinks it's way more impressive <laughs> yes, to have yeah. beaten his student than yeah. like, you know, some like I've won a bunch of tournaments that are way harder than like beating that guy. No yeah. offense. But uh, anyway yeah so well listen before we we're talking about you there but so let's continue doing that because you know not only like obviously this whole transition period for you like obviously you've coached for many years but as in taking a back seat in your own competition yeah. and kind of you know really sort of soaking into this role of being a coach and having these high level athletes high level yeah. fighters talk to me about that time period because or, or the time period in the decision to kind of go, right, I'm going to take a step back from my own competition yeah. and, and focus on this. Because on paper, you would definitely be Ireland's most decorated jiu-jitsu black belt competitor, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you, like, like how technical you want to be about that. There's another guy called Chris Bow. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. Chris Bow actually probably has, like, more, like, impressive uh, accomplishments in terms of, like, he medaled at the Worlds when he was a brown belt. I never managed to medal at the Worlds. Um I medal at the Pan Ams in the Europeans, which is pretty good. That's all right, yeah. I didn't medal at the Worlds. He medal at the Worlds. Um, so he probably, like, if you want to go achievement for achievement, maybe he has yeah. maybe more. But I also compete in the middleweight division, which is way uh, more competitive yeah. um, division. So it's more, more tricky. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to be fast. To cl- uh, I never like trying to claim. Oh, I have the most this or that because somebody else yeah. eventually is going to come along and and uh, Fair do, enough. do way yeah. better. So yeah. like. People can do way better than anything that I did, so I don't like to try to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm the most accomplished. So why do you think that you've become this sort of like, and not only now as a coach, but when you were competing, you were sort of like, you represented Irish jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think that was? Because you became kind of a face, and I, like even from going to the Europeans with you as you know your student, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. anyone that's no Dara as my coach. Yeah. Um, but people would you'd walk through, you know, getting us ready for to fight, and people were like, oh my god, Dara Connell, <laughs> oh, Ireland, Irish jiu-jitsu, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. I like, guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. Okay, Chris definitely had good accomplishments, but Chris is a full-time school teacher. Yeah. So like he has a wife, he has kids and stuff. Mm. So he has like a lot of other commitments. Whereas jiu-jitsu is the only thing that I did and have mm. done for the last whatever 10 years maybe yeah so I guess I was all in I was always going to every single tournament all the time weekend after weekend competing at every single thing um I got a lot of good opportunities to compete in lots of shows and different things that got good um attention I suppose is what you would say so I guess I don't know I just I was more present a lot of the time than yeah. maybe Chris was and Chris had lots of other commitments so maybe just because of that and apart from us two at the time there's nobody else yeah. like so like the, yeah. for the whole country there's actually two guys and then I'm the one who's there all the time so maybe that was the only reason that it kind of yeah. started to spiral like that I suppose and everyone loves Irish people American yeah. people love Irish people and ginger beard as well well yeah exactly yeah, couldn't look more Irish, <laughs> Irish so, yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah no it works out it works it works out well but um in terms of what you were saying before like oh the transition between competing and coaching yeah. it, it was always something like that na- i guess of, of late it's been something much more natural it was something early on i always uh, had a lot of difficulty with i always was like yeah. should i you know because i'd compete in all these tournaments and everything and i was like i need to be doing better you know like should i just move to america and train or should i go to mm-hmm. brazil and train because i've gone many many times to those places for, yeah. for training camps and stuff and i was like damn do i need to just be out here all the time but 
since the very, very start, I always felt too much of a connection with the students to mm -hmm. just bail and, and leave them. Because even from the very start, like very, very quickly into coaching, uh, I was very fortunate to have uh, students like Sam and Marcus yeah. who were really, really committed very, very early on. Mm. And their small victories, even as white belts or blue belts, made me feel so good. And mm. I could tell they were so into it and they liked it so much that any time I ever thought of, oh, should I just coach or, sh in, or should I just compete and l leave everything? Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't step away from it. I can't, like, I'm too, yeah, not to like, uh, I don't know, not to, I don't know what the word is, not to blow my own horn too much, but I, I felt like I was some sort of uh, role model for them or something. You know, Absolutely. Like, like, oh, I don't want to just, I just don't want to leave them. Maybe they'll stop training and they won't do anything. Yeah. And yeah. So you anyway, put responsibility I, to them. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I always felt like that. So it was always difficult for me, but I could never, like the guilt of that or it yeah. could never, could never leave me. So it was always difficult and blah, blah, blah. But then more recently, I mean, I've been competing for 10 or... 10 or 12 years at this point pretty much all the time yeah. like literally weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend and only of late i haven't really felt the same like type of fire i suppose is what mm -hmm. you would say for it that like determination or that that drive to like really want to win you know yeah. and when you lose you're fucking crying and when you win you're fucking screaming yeah yeah i fought all the biggest majors this year in jiu-jitsu and i didn't give a fuck like i literally like I would fight and I did, I actually probably did better in some of them yeah. than I'd ever done before. I, I got to the semifinals of the world pro It was a better result than I ever did. And I couldn't have cared less. Like mm -hmm. I literally going into the semifinals, I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be kind of annoying. The chap's probably going to try real hard to be, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like literally didn't, literally didn't care. So this year it's been easier than ever. Cause yeah. I did, I did a bunch of those tournaments and it doesn't feel nice to not feel nervous. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel nice to not feel like excited when you win. Yeah. So this year, as soon as I did a few, I, I was trying to feel it out and I kept competing just to feel it out and see, oh, would it go away or would it come back? And it didn't. So, or it didn't go away, that non, non plus type feeling. Yeah. So once I did maybe March or April, we went to the World Pro. I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to compete until I feel like I want to compete again. And I haven't, I mean, it's only been, it's been such a short amount of time. It's like four <laughs> yeah. or five months. I'm like, I don't miss it. Yeah. I don't miss it, I swear. But, um, but I think in terms of how but, active you were, that yeah, kind yeah, of is yeah. a long time. And you also, know? I still get, that's the thing people say, oh, like, do you mind coaching instead of competing? I get the exact same feeling from coaching and being there. Like, yeah. I probably actually, it's nicer for me because I'm more nervous than I am for myself. Like when I, when I fought at all those tournaments this year, Pan Ams, Europeans, World Pro, all these big things, Polaris. And I literally didn't care. I was like, it was like, oh, this is like, if anything, this is kind of annoying that I have to do it or it's just like yeah. boring or like not, not that exciting. But then when I'm there with Fionn, I'm like, just sitting there sweating genuinely like yeah. literally i'm not even doing anything i'm sweating i've no control over the situation <laughs> yeah, i'm trying yeah. i'm like what's the perfect thing to say should i say something right now is it a good time to say something should i say something positive should i say something yeah. to, you know what i mean like it's so hard to which is why it's so interesting because you know like in those moments are you thinking to yourself what would i want to hear in yeah, this because because yeah. you didn't have that I know, you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like you're kind of going off a blank chalkboard here like because yeah, yeah. you when you were competing and you were going through the ranks you know you don't have that coach that we have that we get to like go yeah. to you and go oh, sorry Dara, like i'm having a problem with this or you know so how do you get the the right balance of that well i think first of all that's why i like it so much is because I, I try so much to give exactly like what I what you said like what I didn't have the support yeah. or the opportunities or all the different things that a coach gives you uh, and that's why I like it a lot but 
I don't know. Yeah, everybody's so different. You know, every single athlete that you work with is completely different. Their personality, yeah. what gets them excited, what gets them nervous, what makes them feel good, what makes them feel bad. You know, everyone's so different. Um, so I guess the more you work with someone, the more you get used to it. And yeah. just this year, in the space of, what, nine or ten months, me and Fionn have been at every single tournament like from the nogi worlds last december europeans pan ams grand slams uh, world pros ibjjf worlds two polarises like we've done the same like routine yeah. so many times so in, in terms of her i don't know I, I feel like we both know how to make each other comfortable and how yeah. to I, I know what makes her feel good or you know like what, what what'll get her in the right mood for for fighting and what'll make her nervous or trip her out and you know these yeah. types of things so but i'm always just thinking like what's the per like trying to make it as perfect as possible is like like well and sometimes it's really hard to you want to say something very epic or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and you feel self-conscious about it or yeah, you're like well, yeah. like should, should i say or is it even the right thing to say mm. or is that just like what you said is that just what i would want to hear yeah so you kind of have to try to tap into the person and their personality mm. mixed with you know like the truth too you know you can't just yeah. like you can't just you do have to tell people the, the very much the truth, especially in very important situations, I think. But yeah, it's really, really hard and it's really stimulating. And it makes me so nervous because I'm yeah. like, if I'm going to say something here, is this going to change the way that it happens? You know, if yeah. I do or don't say something right now, is that good or is that bad? Yeah. It's like if I don't say, OK, let's say I feel like the person is nervous or they, they're, they're about to like stop believing in themselves right before they're about to fight. If I just ignore it what will happen or if yeah. i say hey look like you need to fucking you need to believe in yourself right now you know i know yeah. it's right before the biggest moment right now but like you can do it you can absolutely do it you yeah. can 100 percent do it it's like if i do or don't say that does it matter does it not matter who knows but yeah yeah i'm always thinking about it it's, it's actually even just hearing you talk about it is kind of terrifying because like it's again it's a responsibility thing yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. or say the wrong thing and then after they fight they lose they're like it was you said this to me and you just totally took me off track <laughs> you know but obviously you're, you're it's, it's working for you at the moment but what i wanted to talk to you as well was that like obviously we're we're kind of like looking at this new role that you've you've kind of just very easily gotten into with the coaching mm -hmm. but you're talking about obviously the relationship then between student and coach and it's very like not only to be a student of a coach but to obviously be in my work and to be around students coaches fighters oh, coaches yeah, yeah. like all the time you <clears throat> see the different dynamics, dynamics yeah. and relationships and like what you're saying like different people different dynamics different strategies what is it like for you to have like a couple hundred people who, you know, pretty much like look at you as like dad? <laughs> <laughs> we do call you Professor yeah. Dad. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's Richie's doing. It's actually my friend Wolf started calling me that as a joke. <laughs> no and you know what's really funny about that too is when we were, when I was like 18 before I started doing jiu jitsu, we went into railing. Yeah. And I was with like 10 of my mates. And some of my mates still say to this day when they see people saying that joke or oh, dad and shit like that. Yeah. My mates used, when we went interrailing, I was the only one who would organize anything. Like no one would do anything. We'd just be sitting there and it's like, where are we going next? We hadn't planned anything. We'd yeah. just be in different places. And I'd be the one who'd do everything. And like, no one would want to go to the fucking <laughs> person to book anything or talk to anyone or order food or anything. So I would just do everything. And then yeah. they started calling me dad. Then too, they were like, they're like, oh, he's our fucking dad or whatever. <laughs> and so it's it, like, that's been going on for fucking <laughs> for, <laughs> for, ages, for ages. No way. That's but so sorry, in, ter uh, in, terms of the, in terms of the question, <laughs> like, it's overwhelming. I imagine so. Yeah, yeah it's overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's really hard um, to constantly because I, I, I try to, I try to live up to it as much yeah. as I can. You know, like I, like, you know, I want to be a good 
influence for people. I want to be a good role model for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to motivate people, but uh, also part of motivating people sometimes is not actually telling them that they're doing good. You know, there's like a lot of difficult, a lot of difficult dynamics. And yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's really, really, it's, I love it. It's my favorite yeah. thing. My, my life is amazing. I, I'm happy every day of my life, but it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah and like sometimes, sometimes you even feel like, I don't know how to explain it other than I guess it's what social anxiety feels like, you know, like when you don't want to be in like a big public place. Sometimes, you know, I, I like training so much that sometimes you just want to be a completely normal chap and I just want to go to the class and Anonymous. I, I don't even want no one to talk to me. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't want anybody. I don't I want to be able to just not say a word yeah. to anyone. Go train sit down after the class and not have to talk to anybody yeah. and like you do you do miss that but that's why i go so the odd time now i go for a week or two and just go off to america and just train with my friends yeah. or just you know take away that responsibility but yeah it it it, <clears throat> it it definitely becomes a lot to be something so important to so, to so many people i think yeah. absolutely because you I mean like look at the, the like what's happening in a gym you have people will say beginners that are starting they're looking to you for reassurance they're looking to you for direction yeah. they're they're it's it's kind of like you know a toddler thing like look yeah. at me walk <laughs> look how great i've walked <laughs> yeah, exactly you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know and then it's like and now i might try run you know and 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 then also you have you know the high level athletes like the higher belts that go along that are in competition or that are yeah. taking their jiu-jitsu a little bit more serious and then they've all got their own different things going on and yeah. you have to be the you know the the one that they can all get something from yeah with kind of staying some way sane and some way focused yeah. yourself you know so yeah. it's it's definitely I can appreciate that it's not as easy as people may think that you just rock up to the gym yeah. and you teach a few moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good out move here. It's really hard. And I think what probably makes it harder for me is that I actually care loads. So yeah. it would be easier if I just didn't, if it would be so easy if I just didn't care. Yeah. Like yeah. if I was able to just be like, I don't know, actually, who gives a fuck and not pay attention to anyone. Yeah. But like, especially, like you said, the people who take it the most seriously and the people who've, but it's their job or essentially yeah. it's what they're trying to make a career out of. Oh, it's so it's so much responsibility, mm -hmm. you know, and I, t I definitely take it very seriously and I try to communicate as best as I can with everybody, you know, as much as I'm not the greatest at doing that. I, tr I try every day <laughs> to be better at doing that. Why do you I, think that? Why do you think you're not a good communicator? I don't know. I think like just how I was brought up. My dad was never, he was a bit of a stoic type chap, you know, he would yeah. never have, um, he wouldn't have really talked about too m just much in general, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, it's just not something I ever, for me, like I'm the type of, I'm the type of person I just get on with things. I just, yeah, just get yeah, on with it. Yeah. And that's also, my mom is very like that too. My mom's been through a lot of different things and she just gets on, she just gets on with everything. Yeah. And like, you would never know she could be, you never know what could be going on with her, but you would never know, you know, mm. she would just always yeah. seem like she has her head down. She's doing what she has to do. But yeah, I don't know. I, like, that's interesting because that definitely filters through into your coaching role yeah i don't know if you can remember when i broke my ankle yeah. remember i came to you and i yeah. was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm never <laughs> gonna train again i'm so scared and like you know like i i'm when I, I had waited so long to like get back training yeah, yeah. and then when i did get back i couldn't do anything because i was so scared i was like you know someone would come up my ankle i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean and i remember saying to you after a class i was like so upset and i was like what do i do you know how, like i'm so scared and you just like said nothing for the 10 minutes that I was like in tears ranting at you and you just said just keep training yeah. <laughs> just, just keep training you yeah. know what I mean and I was like I left I think Renock was there and I was like she was like what did he say I was like just keep training <laughs> <laughs>
That's hilarious. So good. But it was right, you know. Nice, and then yeah. I was like, that was what I needed to snap me out of the kind of wallowing of like, yeah. oh, I'll never do this again. Yeah. It was like, oh, right, just train. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was such an important life lesson. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I mean in terms of the relationship that you have with all the students that you're you're saying or you're doing something that is like not only affecting them in the gym, but it's it's giving them a perspective on something outside of it. You know oh. what I mean? Like, uh, I, and also the relationship with you with the students in that you know, I I it might sound a bit like off the wall and crazy, okay. but it's like how would I explain it? For me, right, the proudest moments of my thirty five years. Okay, right here we go. Like of everything I've done <laughs> is. Is getting my blue belt. There you go, nice. Like, really? Oh, sw- are you kidding? Like, of everything I've done, it was getting my blue belt because it was the hardest two years yeah. that I've ever lived. Mm-hmm. Just from where I came from, a completely yep. different lifestyle change, yep. you know, new perspective on life, new doors opening, like everything was changing for me. Yep. And then, you know, Nobody kind of sees those days where you're like getting course, yeah. battered on yeah. a mat and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Because yeah. I love it. And you're like, this is so much fun. Yeah. But then you get rewarded or you yeah. get a nod. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To yeah. say you're getting your blue belt. Yeah. Congratulations. Like the hard work has paid off. Yeah. Now on to the next and step it feels in the journey. Re- it feels real too. It feels That's real. exactly what it is, Dara. Yeah. It feels real. It's an honest, like you kind of sit back and you go, fuck yes. Yeah. I did work my ass off for this. Yeah. No, it's amazing. It's, Do you know what I mean? It's crazy too. And I forget that, you know, because I promoted so, well, sorry, I don't forget it, but you forget how much it means individually Absolutely. to each, each person. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, it's special yeah, yeah. for everybody. But yeah, you, like. But you know what it was as well? And this is very weird, right? And I'm not saying that because I'm not going to need a therapy session <laughs> no, after this. No, it's, yeah, no, it's cool. But it was, it, in a weird way, it was something that I had wanted from my own father okay. that I didn't get. Okay, there you go, yeah. As yeah, in. Yeah, you're going to open up a kind of worms on talking about that, <laughs> that thing there because people say that about lots of different I, people. Right, yeah. you know what? Like, like I, I felt like that you know although I know my dad loves me and he's very proud of me of everything he's never directly said you know dear Lydia I am very proud of you for doing this and like let's go celebrate this whatever but then you have your coach of two years at the time saying like well done you did really really great here's a blue belt to show that you've done all this work and you kind of go fuck like and you just get something from it that you feel like you've missed all your life and you sort of have a little bit of you kind of feel found a little bit or something oh for sure no it's like what is that like because you're controlling (laughs) this whole time I'm not saying that I'm going to start calling you dad no but I mean I don't uh, I don't I certainly don't sit there thinking of how my children or how I'm controlling everyone's emotions or anything like that I just (laughs) I try to think of it purely in terms of the jiu-jitsu aspect of it but no I totally get it and like I, I mean it's very very strange no, like but, but i get I, I i like like people forget that i also went through everything as well i was yes. also white belt and i was also yeah. blue belt and i was still so purple belt and i like and i think especially irish people if we're talking about communication and that type of uh, thing people are, are repress their emotions a lot or they don't yes. like um i don't know you just you think you're the only one and yeah. like people in jiu-jitsu especially irish people in jiu-jitsu in my experience everyone thinks you're the only one that thinks oh, I'm getting smashed, or oh, I'm not getting better, or oh, why can't I win the competition, or oh, I do all this training, and everybody thinks all these same things. Oh, I'm, a, I'm just going to be a white belt forever, or I'm just going to be a blue belt forever. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, everyone thinks the exact same thing. So, like, sometimes you just, like like what you're saying, 
earlier when you talk to me after the class, sometimes just listening to the person, letting yeah. them just say what it is that they want to say and just making them feel like you're not the only person who, you know what I mean? You're not mad. You think you're, yeah. nut, you think you're nuts because you're going through all this. Every single person in this whole room is thinking the exact yeah. same thing. I think it just makes you feel a bit more, makes you feel a bit more normal. And that's just at least from my experience, because I went through all the same things and I didn't have somebody the whole time. Yeah, yeah, now, I, yeah. I was very iron willed insofar as without somebody, I was still able to get through all of that difficulty and like, oh, and it's even harder when you fully commit to it as a job, mm. you know? So like that was so much of my difficulty too, as I was coming up was, this is the only thing I do. How am I not winning the tournament? Like, this is ridiculous. Yes, Your yeah, life yeah. is a joke. You only do this all day and you go to the tournament and you can't win. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So like, it's even more pressure when you're, when you're looking at it from, from, from that point of view. Now, this perspective to be had there that I didn't have, which is, yeah, there's loads of people doing it for a job and they're all at this tournament and they're yeah. all trying to win. And there's one spot. So yeah. This and one also gold, you, you know? train in a shed in Ireland and yeah. there's no one really very good to train with. So like, you're doing pretty good, honestly, like you're actually yeah. doing good. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. be beating yourself up. You're yeah. doing good. But like, I don't know. I think pe people would forget that people definitely forget that I, I, I went through all that too. And I felt amazing when I got my belts. You know what mm. I mean? Like as stupid as I know that it is. And it's like when you break it down, you're like literally someone's just giving you a different colored belt. Like yeah. who cares? But you actually care so much because yeah. like you said, it's that validation for all the time and the hard work mm. and the I'm getting better. I, I This is a physical reputation of yes. I am getting better. And it's not relevant to anyone else other than just me and how I was a while ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. not in comparison to oh this person or that person. It's just me. I did something and I have improved at it. Yeah. And Jiu-Jitsu is so fucking difficult for people, you know? Like you said, where you would have come from, the type of person you would have been. On it, the session, like five, yeah, six days yeah, a week, yeah, like yeah. fucking three stone heavier than I am now, like yeah, smoking, yeah. like, you know, getting like six hours sleep a night, eating absolute shite. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, no, it's, crazy. it's a different world. Yeah, and you, you forget, know? like, it's, it's, it is really, really hard, you know? Like, Jiu-Jitsu is really, really, really hard. It is yeah. such a, it's a very difficult thing. And it can, it can only keep getting harder. Like if you mm. want it to be harder, it can be harder. Like, like yeah. at whatever level you're at, like you can make it harder if you want it to be mm -hmm. harder. So it's, it's yeah. Oh, look, sure. Obviously I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> cool, <I'm glad> to <laughs> hear. What do you think is, um, cause obviously you are saying that it is really, really hard and something that, you know, anyone that's in a jiu-jitsu academy will see that you get so many people that start, but you do also get a quite a high drop off rate as well, oh, especially God, yeah. with girls, you know? Oh God, yeah. What do you think is the, is, is it the ego? Is it that it's hard? Is it that like people don't like being that close to other people? In uh, your in your experience, what do you think it is? It's, it's so many things all at once, I think. Like it's an mm. insane amount of, everybody's so different and everyone has their own different thing and their own different perception of what it's going to be like or what they're going to get out of it or yeah. what it is. And it's just nuts. Like, the amount of variables that makes the longer I've been doing it, the amount of variables that make someone stay. And that makes me think like Sam and Marcus, like I'm the most blessed like person. Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. like people like that come along and they get into it and they, yeah. so this they, is Sam McNally and Marcus Phelan. Phelan. Yeah. And there's loads of guys, but you know, those were two of my first, yeah. first students. So I just, I, I remember them so, so much in that regard, but it's like, they're so special you know people are so special the people that stick with it are so special because there's so many variables yeah like you said what, what do you, what makes people drop off it could be fucking anything mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. people are self-conscious you know incredible irish people are so self-conscious so like from the second that you start the class mm -hmm. like just the other day we started a beginner's course okay and i went in on the first day to be like okay just to say hi or whatever just yeah. to be like hey i'm the coach 
you know, I'm not teaching the classes, but just so you know, this is me. How are you doing? And I came in and like we, we had organized it. So it was just beginners. There was no we had too many people coming. So it was like, OK, we'll just have beginners. We'll have no people who already train and it'll just be beginners. And I went in and I swear to God, Lydia, it was the most dead silent <coughs> room everyone one person had stood at the wall so like everyone who came in after that was like standing around the wall in like a big circle like no one in the center of the mat no one sitting down no one chilling out no one talking like everyone just pensive just standing there freaking out completely and i was like jesus christ people are so self-conscious and nervous it's so like it's it just like it's just so much just i don't know if it's irish people in particular yeah. or something or like no one wanted to be someone to break the ice and say something or be like what they think about me if i say something or so like should strange. i be saying anything or well he's standing over there so i should stand what over there I too and, yeah and i tried to like be like like hey guys like just sit down on the mat you know what i mean like yeah. just try to make them comfortable yeah, yeah. and it was just like but anyway that, that brings me to the point is that everyone's starting from such a different place you know yeah. like what can make people quit could be anything you know you tried you tried to do some sort of there was something in the warm up that made you feel like, fuck, I'm a retard. I'm never, everyone's looking at me. I'm never doing that yeah. again. <laughs> you were unfit and you were breathing real heavy. So you're like, fuck, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You like, there's an incredible amount of different mm. things. Just learning stuff. Like so many people don't, and I don't mean in a, a bad way, but people don't learn things really once you get past school. Absolutely. Like, as soon as you finish as soon as you finish college, maybe you go into a certain job in which you, you might learn stuff about that, the realm of that. But eventually it becomes you know you just have your daily routine and you get through whatever the mm -hmm. tasks are you have to get through there's very few people continue to keep trying to actually use yeah. their brain to learn learn yeah, things absolutely. and people don't know how to actually learn so some people are in the class and they can't even pay attention to what's going on like they can't look at the move like they're, they're lost they're looking somewhere yeah. else or they are looking at the move and they can't replicate it they're like fuck like they, they want to be able to you know they're like they're like literally i can't like I just watched you do it. How can you I not, not do it? Do it, yes. But it's I, I, to yes. me. I just think it's people are out of the practice of one yeah. le learning, just actually trying to learn something and just being egoless about it and being like, yeah, I actually don't know anything. I, I need to actually like learn, learn, and use my brain to learn. And then also the connection just with your body. People just don't. Mm -hmm. This is my right hand. This is my left hand. You know, had to move things Absolutely. in relation to a pattern you've just seen. So, oh God, like in terms of why people don't continue, there's a I think it's more amazing that someone does continue than mm. that someone <laughs> than the people that don't because it's just there's so many obstacles there's an yeah, insane yeah, yeah. amount of obstacles to all of those variables at the very start to then when you do training the dynamic of who's beating you who you're beating oh someone new came in and they've only been trained two days and they're beating me now what the mm. fuck is this you know and just oh, oh, so, so many different things there's so injuries uh, like it's just insane stuff that happens in your life outside of jiu-jitsu that can pull you away from it like the amount of things that can make you stop it just makes me more and more amazed at the people who've been doing it a long mm. time that's it now the only thing i'm impressed with with jiu-jitsu is doing it a long time i don't care if who be yeah. too i don't care if you're good i don't care about anything being in brazil and being in places like that when you see people who are 50 55 years old five degrees on their black belt yeah for sure some 20 year old blue belt's gonna absolutely destroy them but the guy's been on the mat for how, who knows how much jiu-jitsu that guy's seen, how much yeah. he understands about jiu-jitsu. And he's still here. He's yeah. literally still here. He likes it enough that he's still here. Nothing could take them away from it. It doesn't matter all the other stuff. Nothing could take them away. They just found this fun. I think it's like the healthy pub jiu-jitsu. Yes, like, yes, it's like yes, yes, yes. The buzz of b being in the class and then afterwards everyone's sitting around and talking and stuff. It's literally social interaction in the best way possible. Yeah. You do a bit of exercise, you have a bit of 
close contact physical contact with somebody yeah you get out of your head and then everyone's super chill and real after the sparring because mm. the most real thing just happened yeah. no one can be talking shite because we all just had fights we all yeah. literally yeah. you know what i mean like no one can be flat no one can be flexing all weird it's just it's the most i don't know it's just the most real the most honest yeah. form of being isn't yeah yeah, yeah, it? yeah like, no absolutely like, I, I definitely think so anyway yeah, so i like, agree with you which is why from what you said is that when you do meet someone who has trained you know over two years there's a kind of an instant bond yeah because you both know what you like you just you know, know yeah. you've only met them 10 minutes but you're like we're going to be mates <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah that, so again that to me is the most impressive thing now is people have been training a long amount of time and there's so much when I was younger and you know when I was most into competition and yeah. I, I would think that someone's a higher belt than me if like they should be able to beat me you know like if I'm purple belt I'm gonna beat this old black belt do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. some chaps like fucking 40 I'm like 20 absolutely yoked out of it from playing rugby <laughs> just so just like come here and then you'd think like oh, I'm I'm better than that chap and then it's like now when I look back I'm like god I'm so embarrassing like literally like training for a long amount of time like you know what I mean that's the only thing that matters is like anybody can go hard for a few years or yeah. for a couple of years and be athletic and strong and beat people up but like to be consistently on the mat that just shows so much you just love it so much you just really really love it and then mm. that's it so I, I think you know people should especially younger people in jiu-jitsu sh- shouldn't take as much from oh who I can beat this guy or that guy so I shouldn't listen to him or uh, that yeah. Because I can beat him, that means I am better than him. Do you know, like, yeah. like that's the most non, most stupid attitude that, that you can basically have. Yeah. So, well, talking about uh, longevity on the mats, yeah. uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was, um, if you don't mind going back to the time where you had your back injury. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that was a pretty huge. I remember when when I started jujitsu. Um, I remember like I was only training a couple months, and I overheard you talking to one of the lads about your back injury, mm-hmm. and then about how like devastating it was, and all the things that you were told, like you'll never train again, you'll like, you're, like quit this jujitsu thing, yeah. um, quit everything basically, quit everything, yeah. 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 Um, and then to hear you kind of talk about it and 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 to like obviously getting back to high level competition. So talk me through um, what happened with your back and then yep. the journey to kind of where you are now. Yeah, so... In Great yeah. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, um, in, 2000, in 2012 was the first time that it happened. I basically had a spasm, like a, a back spasm. I was drilling with Marcus and I tried to do a takedown and when I tried to do it, I felt something go in my back and I couldn't get off the ground. Like literally maybe an hour, hour and a half, I was stuck like Shit. almost paralyzed basically couldn't couldn't move was absolutely nuts um i went to the hospital i'd never felt anything like it so i went to the hospital got an mri uh two herniated discs in my l5 l4 the very bottom of your spine your lumbar spine um had two herniated discs and then i had some degeneration which so herniation means uh your discs are poking out like pressing onto your spinal cord and yeah. then degeneration means the disc is we- wearing away so the uh, part of your spine two nodes of your spine are getting closer together nice. so um <clears throat> i was th- yeah got the diagnosis i was like fuck do you know what i mean this f- this is fucked basically like they were like you're not gonna be able to do exercise again you're not gonna be able to do this is 2012 so you were like you're you're competing at a high level at Seven, this stage yeah, and- oh, i was right in the middle of like everything i'd I I think I just won the Europeans nogi for the first time, so I was like riding the like like where I, so, so, I can't remember exactly. It was I, I was I was doing good anyway. Yeah. And yeah, this was all I was doing. I like I didn't have any other job at this point. I was just just teaching jiu-jitsu, so obviously it was absolutely devastated. You know, it was my passion, everything like my whole life, everything at this point was just poured into it. And to be told, yeah, like 
you're not gonna be able to do anything your back's fucked they were trying to get me to do a, a spinal fusion which is like uh they literally fused two bits of your spine together with like metal or some shit but like the more i looked into it like i kept look, looking into operations and surgery and i just looked into it as much as possible and basically i decided i'm not going to get a surgery i'm going to try to fix it without a surgery and then i heard about sebastian Broch, who's yeah. um a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well and he had had the exact same thing so as soon as i heard he had herniated discs well i was like oh interesting this guy had literally the exact same thing and he's okay so what did he do and he had just started like barely this is like maybe a year or two later he just started doing the yoga for bjj basically mm -hmm. so through a myriad of trying so much different things over a long amount of time the yoga basically was what started to help me feel better basically now i had to not train jiu-jitsu and do no jiu-jitsu training for a while but yeah. i had two particularly bad spasms where i literally like couldn't get off the ground like i was like completely paralyzed almost for maybe two hours so like i've seen a lot of people with bad back pain and like bad things but i've never seen someone that happen have what happened to me happen to them you know people are like oh my back is sore and it's like yeah, yeah you're not on the ground and you can't, yeah. and you can't yeah. and you can't and you can't get up so yeah basically i was basically told look you're not gonna do anything again <clears throat> you're not gonna be able to do exercise again i was stubborn enough to not believe that and be able to try to find a way around it myself i started doing a lot of yoga i started learning about um a bunch of other things just to do with your body basically just anatomy and just uh, how your core works and diaphragmatic breathing and all sorts of different things like this that basically your core needs to stabilize so that your other muscles don't uh take all the slack so basically yeah. like part of my lower back i have what's called an anterior pelvic tilt i'm gonna get a bit technical here but you have an anterior tilt or a posterior tilt and if you have back pain you either have one or the other you okay. either have an anterior tilt or a posterior tilt if your pelvis is neutral you pretty much won't have any pain at least in the lumbar spine your very lower part of your back so i have to basically just do exercises doing jujitsu makes my anterior pelvic tilt worse because you pull your knees to your chest your hip flexors get really really tight a lot of these things happen from just sitting down yeah. anyway so just sitting down all the time will make it will do it to you but i basically just learned more about anatomy and more about the body more about different things that i should be doing that i shouldn't be doing um training different amounts or at different times or trying to be more aware of how i actually feel yeah. rather than just like oh i have to train a million yeah. hours a day um so i basically just educated myself i learned to do yoga um I still do some and people think people say oh what did you do to make it go away I still do it every day now yeah you know, it's maintenance work every day everyone needs to be doing it <clears throat> jiu-jitsu especially is the most uh, what's the opposite to symmetrical <coughs> asymmetrical asymmetrical it's the most asymmetrical game right so you do so much shit on one side or like yeah. you basically overdevelop muscles on one side of your body from just constantly doing things on one side and like in the peak of my training time i would have been doing drilling sessions for hours at a time like yeah. repeating the same move over and 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 only doing it on one side because the theory at the time was don't do both sides because if you do both sides you're halving your time you won't get as good so just yeah. get good at the one side so i would just do all these moves and roll every day doing these one-sided techniques and it basically makes you out of balance basically right and yoga and lifting weights and doing stuff like this keeps you symmetrical. So, like, you know, you, if you do a deadlift, you have to use both sides of your body yeah. evenly to do it, squat, etc. Same with yoga. You always do both sides of your, your body. So, um, jiu-jitsu is just so nuts, asymmetrical. And when you do it full-time, especially, like, it just it tears you apart. But every sport tears you apart. You yeah. know, people think, oh, jiu-jitsu is so hard on your body. Every fucking sport <laughs> is hard. When I played rugby, I was always injured, too. You know, yeah. it's just different yeah. injuries. Because you played things. rugby at a high level in school as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I was pretty good. I was, I was good in a crap school. 
like yeah. I, I went to I, I went I was the best person on on a not very good team. So like I was uh, I went to St Andrews in St County Dublin, which is kind of like you're a bit, offending a whole group of people here. There's actually a, there's a chap on the Irish rugby team right now. Uh, called Andrew Porter, who I coached uh, in no St. Andrews way. when he was uh, 13 and when he was 14. And now he plays for, and now he's playing for Ireland. So no that's my way. small that's your rugby, claim to fame. rugby coaching <laughs> claim to fame, fame right there. Not my That'll job. be the I headline no, after this podcast. Had, O'Connell moves. <laughs> no, it's zero coaching the, deal. Kid was, the kid was just a beast. I didn't do anything. But um, <laughs> sorry, what was I going to say? Yeah, all sports have repetitive yeah. motion. So jiu-jitsu, is, it's, every sport you do has certain repetitive motions that you do over and over that put you out of balance. And it's just a matter of I'm just trying to talk to anyone here who has back pain or has yeah, something like this this you is why can, I brought it up yeah you can fix it you can 100% fix it we, I, I get people coming out I'm not even a physio I'm not qualified in anything yeah. other than my own experience I've had I don't know how many people just the other week a chap came out messaged me on Instagram a guy came all the way out lives on the north side came all the way out to the gym just to talk to me because he has back problem he likes jiu-jitsu he doesn't want to have to stop doing jiu-jitsu yeah. he has back pain he heard that I had had the back pain and no that's how serious people um, one like jiu-jitsu that they don't want to stop it and then absolutely <laughs> and this then, is the thing when you get injured in jiu-jitsu it's not about the injury it's about how long will it be that I can like get back to jiu-jitsu again. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so good about about having a passion like that it gives yeah. you a motivation it gives you a motivation to fix your body whereas yes. like if you don't have a reason to do it most people would just go with oh, that's my bad back. Oh, that's my bad knee. I can't do anything because I've... Whereas when you yes. have a reason to actually do something and use your back and use your knee, you'll mm-hmm. you'll find out a way to yes. you'll find out a way to fix it. But this this guy came out from the north side of the city, traveled the whole way out, got a bus, got a dart, came all the way to the gym just to yeah, ask me like, what, the, yeah, what, what did I do? How can, is he going to be okay? You know, and I think sometimes just hearing someone who had the, this, because this is what happened to me. I just yeah. heard someone who had the same problem and they fixed it without doing anything other than just basically exercise or just, you know, uh, yoga, et cetera. And when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to be okay. If he did it, yes. I can do it. Yeah, and it's yeah, just the yeah. same with, it's just the same with anything. When you see someone else do something like Fionn winning and doing good in ADCC, that inspires all the other people. Oh, if she can do it, then I can do it too. Absolutely. It, it normalizes, it normalizes things. Yeah. So I don't know, I, anytime someone asks me about it, I always try to do my best to encourage you that you're, you might not do exactly what I did because everyone's body is different and everyone's mm-hmm. problem. Your imbalance is different maybe to my yeah. imbalance, but you can fix it. Like you can absolutely fix it and you don't have to get a surgery. You, you'll be fine. It will take discipline and it'll make yeah. you learn a lot about yourself. It's not going to be easy. I'm not saying that, but you can definitely fix it without having to do uh, operation for sure. Yeah. Like Discipline key word there. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I see every day training, you know, before and after you're doing, you're, you're doing yoga, you're doing your movement, yeah, you're yeah, doing your yeah. breathing, different things. So it is the, the discipline of, you know, actually putting it in motion. Oh, 100%. Do you ever think back about the time that that was happening and go, fuck, what if I had listened to the doctors? Yeah. What if, because there's so many people that are out there that just go to a doctor's. Yeah. And I know it's a little bit of a, like, you know, a rabbit hole. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to be knocking doctors and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. No, it's kind of not. more about, like, the alternative and, like, you yeah. know, just researching, you yeah, know, doing your own research on, like, what works for you no. um, as opposed to just going to a doctor or a specialist, inverted commas, and then they say... 
you know, because like when I brought my ankle, they were like, you can't go back and do that. You'll never, you know, yeah. you can't. You, the risk is too I'm high, sure you know. Re- I'm sure with Renock, they told her she can't train. Yeah, and we had Renock um, on episode three, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone that's just tuning in, go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. But um, Renock is a Jiu-Jitsu Purple Belt, also one of Dara's students who trained um, throughout her breast cancer diagnosis. Yep. And I, I don't think she ever took it. I think she took a day off. Yeah. <clears throat> but there you go, another perfect but they, example. But they told her, you know, you definitely can't do that and she basically her her story is fascinating not not only for that but the fact that she then went and researched you know uh, ketosis um, a whole like way of eating lifestyle for cancer and she's like in the throes of it at the moment literally went against everything that they said to her in terms of even the the tablets and and the medication that she should you know so she went "Mm, I'm not really too hot on taking that so I'm going to look at an alternative just like how you have been given right we're going to just fuse your back together and you're just going to like sit on a chair watch the TV for the rest of your life and then that'll be you just done and I think the key is you have like like, and again with Renox she she has passion in so many different like she obviously likes jiu-jitsu but she's passionate for her work and stuff too and it, when you have a reason, you know, when you have mm-hmm. a reason to get back to what it is that you love doing, then you'll do anything. You know, you'll mm-hmm. figure out anything. You know, you'll, you'll try anything. You won't just take. And and the key is the the looking into it. You know, without saying like Eddie Bravo, you you have to look into it yeah. yourself. You have to educate yourself about what most people they hurt their knee. You you have no clue about your knee. Like other than you can point at it and say that's my knee, my knee right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about as far as it goes. Yeah there's a multitude of ligaments and muscles surrounding everything that affects everything and most people don't understand it so the first thing that you have to do is educate yourself about it and for sure Renock would have done that too she wouldn't have just been like oh I'm not listening I'm going to do whatever she didn't she, she what they told her didn't sound right or didn't sound yeah. good to her so she looked up her own she started researching herself mm. she kept looking into it kept got advice from other people different people many different sources etc and that was the same thing I did with with hurting my back too I, I didn't like what they told me mm-hmm. I figured there had to be a different alternative method I'd seen examples of people using alternative methods and being successful yeah so if there's already examples of other people that have done it then you know that it could be possible Mm so yeah but just having that discipline and the discipline comes from because you can't imagine not doing what you love you know like like literally i'd cut off my legs you know and i'd I'd do anything to be able to keep (laughs) to be able to keep keep doing it just tell me what i have to do and i'll do it every i'll do it every single day so like when I hear someone else has an injury like that or has hurt their back, like the main thing that if I could get across anything is just you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure it out. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like even Sam right now has hurt, has having problems with his back. I can't tell you how many people at the gym are having problems with yeah. their back. It's classic jiu-jitsu thing, your back or your knees. But like Sam's nearly all right now. He's been off for maybe three or four months and he's nearly okay. What he did is not 100% move for move what I did. Yeah. But there's a lot of similarities in between what he's doing and look like everyone will be okay you'll be you'll you'll definitely be fine mm-hmm. and like same goes for any injury yeah. there's no injury unless you're fucking break your yeah. actually to be honest there's people who do jiu-jitsu with no arms and no legs yeah there's people yeah. who do jiu-jitsu with mental disabilities people who do jiu-jitsu with you know you can think of every circumstance and someone's out there mm-hmm. probably still doing it so like if, if it's really what you find fun and what you really like, you can You'll make it back from anything, you know? Absolutely. Which is a good life lesson, not only for jiu-jitsu, but in anything, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, like, uh, yeah, sure. I have the amount of things that I apply 
from just knowing about jiu jitsu. That's to, it's to my... what you learn in the gym, just so applicable to like life. Oh, it's crazy. And yeah. Even dealing with people, you oh, know what God. I mean? It's it's just so. And until you do jiu jitsu, you don't understand it. This you know, there's that, that that slogan: if you don't roll, you don't know. And it sounds so corny, but it kind of is true a little bit. Yeah, well, it's know just I mean? it's just that feeling of it's it's a very unique thing. It's it, it's a it's such a primal thing, you know. Without being mm. cliche about it, it's such a primal thing to just have a fight with someone yeah you know in nature all the time animals are fighting with each other not trying to kill each other yeah but they'll fight for dominance and just mm. let's get our whatever energy out of us out of us and yeah. then <laughs> okay you kind of have me there i give up you know what i mean you could yeah. you could have killed me if you wanted to but you're sound so you didn't yeah. and we're <laughs> still and we're still friends afterwards you know so it's yeah. like i don't know it's, there's definitely something primal to it and there's mm. when people get into it in the right way you know i think everyone can like it if it's, yeah. it's just about getting in the right space to enjoy it or mm-hmm. you know staying with it for the right amount of time but i think everybody can enjoy it or can benefit from it like there's you know even if, no matter how much you think you can't you know we've enough examples of the gym in the gym of people who you would have said no way is that person gonna and often the people who you think no way are they gonna do it they're the people who stay for yeah. the longest you yeah. know like yeah. some some of the people who are teaching at the gym or coaching at the gym like without uh sounding bad i would never have thought yeah like are you kidding me like that chap's going to be working here like yeah. like when they start off you know no way you would think it's so like sometimes it's the people who find it the hardest who actually enjoy it the most you know like yeah. people who take to it very naturally and quickly often oh, i'm pretty good at this so oh, fuck it, i won't do it do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, so. yeah it is very interesting even to see you know like there's a couple of kids that you know that even in my time I remember them starting and being like really shy and in the corner of the room when you yeah. say oh hey how's it going and they won't even look at it and now they're like hey yeah I'm in college uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they're yeah. like well it's what's a- what's going on how are you and you're like I remember it's when unreal, you used to rattle when someone yeah. used to say hello to you yeah. like it's and, and now you're really good at jiu-jitsu as yeah. well on top of that no, it's, it's an amazing you know? it's an amazing vehicle for giving people confidence yeah like, yeah, amazing. One thing that I wanted to um, to ask you, more to for you to tell our, our listeners that oh, are yeah. listening, um, I'm, obviously I'm 35, so I have a lot of friends now who are starting to have kids. Nice. And I'm like, yes, more kids, more jiu-jitsu. Like, we just <laughs> put them in, they'll be all black okay, belts yeah. by the 20. But a lot of my friends that, like, don't do sports are like, oh, no, no, he's not getting into, or they're not getting into, like, you know, fighting. I'm like, it's not fighting it's jiu-jitsu <laughs> talk to these parents about the benefits of jiu-jitsu for children um yeah i think for look i think kids especially nowadays need to be doing something like yeah. most kids just fucking do ipad and do mm. absolutely nothing so any sort of exercise is good but jiu-jitsu is even better i think i'll hit you with a few reasons here i think one is look it's just physical exercise yeah. you use your body you need to be coordinated you're learning a skill as well as it being phys- so it's a skill as well as being physically challenging so you're using your brain and you're using your body um it will teach people to respect each other yeah. it'll teach guy boys to respect girls especially young boys and girls at, at that age especially the girls and the boys can completely beat each other so girls can completely tap out boys and mm-hmm. can submit them and can hold them down and it'll give a guy respect for a girl that you wouldn't get otherwise yeah. because from a very young age you know as stuff like that starts to come to the come to the fore it's like it's like no don't make don't make like there's i know girls that would beat you up like don't try to <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i mean don't try to, so stuff yeah. like this creates a really good dynamic i think between kids boys and girls you know makes them respect each other a lot um, is a vehicle for getting out your energy and mm-hmm. any sort of you know me as a t- teenager especially 
I could have done jiu-jitsu so badly when yeah. I was a teenager as a vent. I think for people with any sort of anger problems or aggression problems, let it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is the best way to let it out. It's the most safe way to let it out. If you do striking and you do kicking and punching, then this is another great reason for jiu-jitsu for kids is there's no kicking, no punching, yeah. just grappling, no head trauma. You can solve every issue without having to throw any sort of punch or kick. And it's completely safe to practice. You get all of your energy out. It's mindfulness too, you know, which is like hard to put across to a kid, but it's getting them out of their head and involved yeah. in something. It's social. You have friends that do it too. Like for kids, it's it's amazing. Now, mm. the caveat is if you want your kid to do it, don't push them too yes. much and don't push your kid too much to do anything. Okay. Like they should do exercise. That should be a no brainer. They have yeah. to do something that shouldn't be optional. Don't let your fucking six or seven year old decide whether or not they're going to do exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I don't have kids. I'm no expert, <laughs> yeah. but it shouldn't be optional. Exercise is good for you. You have to do it. Yes. So <clears throat> like, don't push them too much. Make sure they're enjoying it. Make sure they're having fun. But also, you know, there's, there's like, there's like a fine balance where you can't have to make your kid do something, but you can't make your kid do it to the point where it's going to make them hate it. You, yeah. you know? So it's like, you shouldn't be your kid is definitely going to say oh, i don't want to go to jiu-jitsu today and you should be like no you're going to jiu-jitsu today it's good for you you know you can't yep. feel, i think sometimes parents maybe now feel they don't want to be the pushy parents or they don't want you know too much the other way yep. it's like there needs to be a balance where look this is good for you you're going to feel better after you do it you know i mean you can't just not do things when you don't want to do them it's not a good life lesson either yeah so let's yeah, go yeah, and yeah. you'll feel better afterwards and just do it and mm. usually especially with kids once they're there they've forgotten about yeah. 10 seconds ago when they didn't want to go but then also like don't push them too much don't make them want to do it just because you wanted to do it you know yeah. like just because you wanted to be a famous champion or whatever when you were yeah. younger don't try to force that uh, upon your kid either so like it's amazing for kids and i think all kids should definitely do it and i think it should be in schools i think it would get Absolutely. rid of so much bullying when you're in schools i remember yeah. when i was in school I was very lucky that I played rugby. So people just assumed I was tough because yeah. you play rugby. Oh, you're big and you're strong. You must be tough if you're yeah. on the rugby team. So I never got any any difficulty in that regard. But I was so scared of fighting. I never wanted to have to fight anybody. I was mm. so insecure and just like, thank God they fucking all think I'm. <laughs> yeah. Thank God they all think I'm strong because I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to have to fight anybody. Yeah. Whereas. You know, that insecurity or that stuff in school just comes from confidence, basically. And whoever's the most confident kid is just going to be. They assume the confidence that other people assume that they could beat them up if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what it basically comes down to is yeah. who can who who people think can beat other people up, especially in guys, young guys dynamics. So if there's an opportunity every week, a big open mat for the year for school and all of the guys, you have to do five or six roles and we're going to teach you a few moves and you guys, you guys can fight each other. If you guys are mad at each other, you can have a fight right now. Literally let it out. You can't kick a punch. You can just try wrestle each other safely and there's going to be teachers monitoring it and making yeah. sure, you know, you're supposed to tap when you tap and et cetera, and no hurting each other. What an incredible vehicle for fucking getting rid of so much stress and difficulty in schools because so much of it is fronting, you know, especially in schools for young kids. So much of it is just that assumed confidence. The people who are confident just like push around everybody who's not confident and that's just be, literally just because of perception whereas yeah. if you if you as and who thrives in jiu-jitsu the smart intelligent person who's a problem solver not mm. the person who's just big thick, yeah. so Mongo. <laughs> after a while of doing this after a while as people get better and better the younger smart the smaller smarter kids are going to be able to tap mm. out literally physically dominate and submit a, a much bigger kid and then where does the slagging come from then that yeah. you're like oh you fucking little dork it's like yeah i 
literally held you down and submitted you what it, like oh you're gonna beat me up i just beat you up earlier on you know exactly. I mean? yeah. it would it would just i just think it would get rid of so much uh difficulties it would take a while to implement and for everyone to understand and to to, to get yeah. the benefits of it i think we're a long way from that but as an idealism you know i think like jesus if you could have it in schools it would just get rid of so much so much problems you know there just couldn't be how could there be bullying Do you know what yeah. I mean? it's the same way in like in the jiu-jitsu academy you can't be acting at least in my jiu-jitsu academy anyway you can't be acting like you're some fucking nothing matters apart from what's going on on the mats yeah. literally it doesn't yeah. matter I don't care how cool you are I don't care how funny you are I don't care who you're friends with I don't care if you're pretty I don't care if you're fucking whatever it doesn't matter o- only thing that matters here is what's going on on the mats and that's exactly. literally it and I think that's such a good thing for kids to for kids to learn is like mm-hmm. you know all this faked confidence and fake acting in different ways it literally makes no difference so it is an ideal type thing but I think it would just be so good to have so good so good and to have even, at, even as adults that description of you know no matter what's going on in the world uh, how high up you are in a <clears throat> excuse me in a, in a company <clears throat> how much money you have in your bank account how much money you don't have in your bank account yeah, once yeah. you get onto a jiu-jitsu mat everyone's equal yeah you know what I mean and everyone is on no one talks about who you are where you've come from what you're about it's just about jiu-jitsu yeah, it's just in that present exactly, moment yeah and it, it'll teach you too and the good thing about the good thing about that too is jiu-jitsu will teach you that that's the same I feel the same when I go into another avenue too so uh, this is you know most people would probably tell you about business or something but I started doing a bit of skateboarding recently yeah I, I uh, did notice yeah, <laughs> so, if anyone follows her on Instagram they would also notice <laughs> so I started doing um, I started doing some skating and it's the exact same thing so when I when I'm in the skate park I'm not insecure or weird because I know I'm good at something else generally yeah. like, like I know how to be good at something else yeah like yeah you're really good at skating but I'm really good at doing doing jiu-jitsu and I'm just here trying to learn skating and the person who's good at skating knows that I'm just here to learn skating they're not going to make fun of me they're not yeah. going to be like oh you idiot you can't do it do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like it's the exact same thing so when you when you learn it in, in any uh, any avenue you can see it in, in other avenues too so like I don't know yeah it's just like you would think that you, people get nervous about starting training and like, oh, people laugh at me. Everyone's just there because of jiu-jitsu and to get better yeah. for themselves and that's it. And same same with when I've been doing the skating. It's like, at first I was like, and I'm fucking 32, so going to a skate park when you're 32, you're like, Jesus, am I a bit like... <laughs> you know I mean? Backwards like, cap on <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, literally hey, like farts and like... <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, was, I was a bit self-conscious then. I was there, when I was there, I was like, fuck, everyone's just concentrating on themselves. Yeah, everyone's just yeah, here yeah. to do a bit of skating. No one cares about what anyone's wearing or what mm. anyone's fucking... Like, like if you're good, people are respect it, and if you're crap, people respect it too, because yeah. they're like, oh well, you're over they're here, trying. you're over here doing what I like to do, and you're trying to do it, and like yeah. the people who are good, they understand, they've tried a million times and gotten it wrong, and they had to get to be good, they had to get it wrong too. So there's there's so much different similarities between the uh, between the two things, but yeah, amazing yeah. to the skate park and the, the jiu-jitsu academy. That's it. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, it's a question that I always ask everyone that um, comes on the podcast. Um, I have a thing about life purpose. I'm okay. kind of a little bit obsessed about it and nice, like yeah. finding your life purpose and, you know, the, the, the journey of your own life that leads you to certain destinations and, yeah. and you know, where you meant to go through this so that yeah. you would end up here and, sure. and the little kind of journey that you go on. Um, it's pretty much clear that in terms of life purpose, you seem to have hit what you were kind of meant to do or what you were good at. For the moment, anyway. For the moment. But, I, do, I mean, do you believe in life purpose? Do you believe that, you know, you were kind of, I don't want to be like, you were put here to be Daryl Collins, uh-huh. jiu-jitsu <laughs> coach yeah, yeah, yeah. and competitor, but do you kind of like... Oh, it trips me out for sure because, like I do think about stuff like that too yeah. so in terms of even how I started was because my PE teacher in school was one of maybe 
five or six maybe like graded jiu-jitsu people in the whole country so like the school that, that my parents put me in the age and person i was at the time to yeah. think that this chap was cool and that he somehow was a blue belt already do you know what i mean in it you could have gone to a million schools in ireland and like that's the only school you actually sorry yeah. that's the only school you could have gone to where there was someone who yeah. knew about you so yeah when i think about that and then i think of all the knock-on effect of all of that yeah like it's hard not to think that. Yeah, like, I mean, that in itself is like, you know, of, of all the schools, of all the teachers, of all the places, of what you're saying about your age, yeah. like how you ended up there. And then you, you like, because it wasn't forced on you. So you kind of actively went, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, and yeah. you took an interest in it. Yeah. And then when you look at from that position to owning the most successful jiu-jitsu academy in the country like Thank that's you. that's you know that's not biased because i'm there it is <laughs> it <laughs> I, I finally i <laughs> finally am getting used to at least for this year anyway just for this year <laughs> i get used to accepting being able to say that because for yes. so long i hate saying shit like that i hate being like oh we're the best and we're fucking this well and andy that. ryan of team rhino says it all the time <laughs> <laughs> thank you andy thank you that means a lot um but it's like uh, yeah i hate saying we're the best but it's like for the last two years we've won all the tournaments we have a lot of really, really high-level yes. jiu-jitsu practitioners. So, like, it's cool to say for a little minute that at the current moment, we have won the most things. So yes. if, if that doesn't make us the best, I don't know what does. But, like, I, never, I just think we like training the most, yeah? yeah. Like, I just think everyone loves jiu-jitsu the most at, uh, at our gym. But, sorry, there was, uh, I got a side there. The, the life purpose. Like, oh, you're sorry, saying yeah, you, yeah, believe, yeah, yeah. you believe in, in that everyone has well, well do you believe that everyone has their own life purpose like uh, my my belief is that if you dig deep enough every single person that's on this planet has something to give or to contribute yeah. or to be passionate about absolutely yeah i think that's yeah that's more how i would think about it too is you have to find yes yeah, you have to more so than a life purpose maybe is you, you have to find something that you love like literally yes. like something that you can't stop thinking about mm. something that just it's not effort it's not it doesn't seem like effort yeah it just you just wouldn't be doing anything else you can't yeah. get it out of your head every moment that you have free time to think about it you just think about it and it's just all you, you know i think that's what people need to find is some sort of mm. some sort of passion or something you like like that like in in terms of purpose you know like i don't know what my my purpose is you know in terms of in terms of that i just I just really, really, I love jiu-jitsu so mm. much and I know how much it gave to me in my life and has offered me so much different things in terms of a career, in terms of a vehicle to understand stuff about myself, yeah. to understand other people. Um, I know how much it gave to me. So I just want to give that back and yeah. try to give that back. And I think that's the only reason that things have worked out the way they are is just, I just liked it so, so much and it gave me so much that I just wanted other people to be able to, mm feel as happy as i felt from 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 doing this so like do i believe in life purpose i think i think i do i don't know yeah like, like i mean <laughs> I, I don't know what i could i couldn't say what my purpose is but i know what my passion is yeah for sure is 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 doing jiu-jitsu and you have to look just find anything you have to find anything that you like you know just there'll be people out there listening to this going fuck i'm so jealous of him that he has I'm, found I that have friends i have friends like close friends that would have said the same thing to me for a long time like yeah you're so lucky like especially Chris me and Chris have a lot of the same friends and would be like oh you're so lucky you know like I wish I knew what I liked I wish that I this was my next question yeah, how yeah. do people find what that's, they're passionate or yeah, what they love and that's where I'm, my help uh, ends because I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know honestly I don't know do you know I really don't know yeah. what, what can you you know I'm yeah. absolutely like I'm not a religious man but I am definitely blessed to have something that I like like that yeah. you know I like 
I don't know how you find it if mm. you don't find it I mean keep looking for sure because yeah. you got to find something but yeah no I'm so 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 fortunate and that's why too if at any point you know especially people who train jiu-jitsu it's a very very hard thing to do especially full-time but if you found something that makes you happy like that you know mm. you, you, you're passionate about it or it gives you that sense of enjoyment that's pretty much always going to be there you know any reason it goes away is your own construct or your own yeah. like you're getting in your own head or you're thinking about it wrong it's like just think about how much fun you found it at the start at the start mm. like think of that feeling at the start how intrigued you were and how you know how much enjoyment you're getting out of you can bring it back to that and just how it makes you happy yeah like you'll be able to you'll be able to figure it out it's so easy to to get stressed out about so many different little things it's like at the end of the day what you like is going and having a mess fight with someone yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? that's what you really like you know yeah. don't worry yeah. about everything else whether you're winning mm. tournaments whether you're doing this or that. at the end of the day you love just doing this and it gives you happiness and that's pretty much the most important thing so mm. if you like if you found something that you like like that you're so lucky yeah so stay with it don't if you, if you really like it stay with it don't give up on it because you might you might never find anything ever again you might yeah. ne- like you, and so many people and that's the thing with the kids too i think is the kids don't even realize that when they're older let's say you're a kid and you're training and then you stop when you're older you are gonna wish that you kept doing it mm. like when you're if you did it when you were a kid and you stopped for ages by the time you're 25 to 30 you're gonna be like fuck i used to i used to actually do that you know yeah. I mean? you're watching the yeah, ufc's yeah, yeah. on the tv or something you're like i used to actually do <laughs> yeah, that, that do you know what i mean me. i yeah. belt i used to do tournaments and stuff yeah. like that and like yeah. actually like do that what the fuck like why like yeah. why and then you, you you're almost at the point where you feel like you can't go back and try to do it again you're like yeah. oh i'm too out of shape now and you know that type of thing comes yeah. in but yeah yeah it's like you're definitely gonna regret if you if you if you stop i think if you're like at some point you're gonna regret it you're like damn i was fifth i could fight lads you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> it's, it's like, the most disappointing i had a lot of mates and do you know what i mean it was like yeah yeah it's just like fucking hell yeah just but it's uh, that's all just getting in people's own own heads so in terms of i don't know finding your passion finding your purpose if you if you've liked jiu-jitsu for some point like i don't see how you can not like it anymore it's like exactly, you know, like, exactly. You, it's like music you know what i mean if you yeah. liked music <laughs> yeah, yeah. when did you ever meet someone who liked music and then doesn't like it? no i'm not really into music anymore, yeah i can't I give that a listen to music yeah you know, i'm not really into yeah. it anymore even if like, you just like even if you just like the, ori- the original music that you got into at first <laughs> yeah. you still like that anyway you know yeah. I mean? even if you don't like new music you still like those so it's yeah. like i don't know how you can not no actually i don't like it anymore i thought it was really fun but it's actually not so <laughs> like, like it's kind of, kind of strange oh, i'm interested as well also before i'm i know you, you have to no, not that long. Okay, nice. Yeah, not no, that I'm long. Good, I'm another, good. Yeah, we're good. I'm in that rush. Um, uh, another thing that I wanted to, to ask is that as a woman, which you are not, no. um, not yet, you no. might change your mind in a few years, we don't know. <laughs> That's my life purpose. That's my hidden life purpose. As a woman, especially someone who's 35 mm. and hasn't like, you know, kind of gone the route of what's sort of expected yeah. get married buy a house yeah. have kids yeah, get a good it. job you know what I mean like yeah. the, all these different things that there is I'm kind of blessed as well in that I kind of have a strong enough mind to go that's not really kind of where or what I want to be yeah. doing right now yep. but then there's a whole other minefield of like you know different stuff for having your own business or kind of like it's a scary thing to kind of go out on your own something we've spoke about in time before yeah. like I'm kind of shitting myself like what if it doesn't work out what if this what is yeah. that but do you ever feel a pressure to like in terms of like what society will put out that is what they they society says is kind of the stereotypical success story have because you obviously in business you're thriving yeah do you know what i mean and like in your kind of with coaching and, and students and 
the academy couldn't be going better. But do you ever feel a pressure to be like, you know, okay, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I'm in my 30s. Uh-huh. Like, you know, am I failing at life? Does that ever come into your no. head at all? Uh, if you want the absolute honest answer. Yes, I do. No, not, <laughs> yeah. uh, not at all. I, I, I don't re- I'm just, I'm so happy, Lady honestly. Like, I don't, yeah. like, of course, I'm not saying I don't want to have kids eventually or yeah. something like that. You know, like, I'm sure having kids is deadly, but like, yeah. I have quite a lot of kids at the moment. So. You've got 300 <laughs> odd kids. <laughs> yeah. But no, honestly, I swear to God, like maybe it's just me. It's just na- natural for me or something. Yeah. I don't, I literally, and I don't even mean it in a way like, oh, I don't give a fuck with society thinks of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. even mean it like that. I just mean like, I don't ever think about that. No, I'm just, I, every, the only thing I try to do every day is be grateful for mm-hmm. what I have. Because the older I get, yeah the more ridiculous everything seems and how lucky I am and how fucking just everything about my entire life is just nuts. So yeah, like I'm so yeah. every day I just try to be really grateful and really happy for that. And I don't, if there's something that I do want, eventually I'll try to go and get it. So if I ever do feel like, oh, I need to be married or I need to be yeah. fucking having kids, I'll do so, I'll do something about it. Or, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, do you think I it's don't... because that you have, you, you found this kind of love and this passion that you have, so you're fulfilled in one way, so you're not kind of externally searching for kind of like yeah, nothing else something makes me, else. Nothing, I haven't, at the moment, I haven't found anything else that makes me happier. You know, yeah. like, like what makes, I just love my routine. I just love to be, in Monkstown, mm-hmm. I love to be across the road from the gym. Or I love everything to be walking distance from yeah. my house. Dari lives across from the gym. He doesn't stand <laughs> up. It, it, this it is sounds the, like you're just standing across from the gym. gym. <laughs> well, like I, I kind of am a lot of the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just love my, I just love my routine. I don't. Yeah. I, what makes me nothing makes me happier than waking up in the morning. The only thing I have to do today is go over there and help people get better jujitsu. Simplicity. Then, yeah, and I, I just, it just really makes me so happy. So I don't care about if people think my business is... Like, I never even thought about business. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm a businessman yeah, yeah. by a complete accident, and I'm yeah. the absolute worst businessman in the world. So bad at business. <laughs> Why do you think this? Because, Why do you say this? Because I don't... Like, I don't... The amount of people who tell me all these different things about, you know, I can't even think of a technical term to make a joke you know, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like all these different things that people tell, tell me about business should be doing this and that and like all different types of things. And the only thing I care about is just teaching a good class mm. and just trying to just do jiu-jitsu as well as I can and then teach it as best as I can. That's the only thing I care about. And everything else just has, has happened mm-hmm. as a result of that. Oh, you have a big business with all this. And like my mom helps me do our taxes or whatever. Yeah. And like, Every like every year, so every year we sit down and we you know, look at the growth of everything, and I'm just like, this is fucking mad. No, it's, Do you know yeah, what I mean? This yeah, is mad. Yeah, when yeah. you look at actually the numbers and like all these different types of things, I'm like, like man, this is nuts. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. what's even going on? How is there even this much happening and all these types of things? Because I don't think about it. I literally yeah, don't think about yeah, it. And yeah. she sometimes she goes to like business courses and shit. She's she's amazing, amazing. She's the best person ever. But she goes to different courses and stuff to learn about like stuff to do with business to because it might help me and she, yeah. so much of the wow. stuff she goes she's like she's like you wouldn't care about that you know they were talking about they were talking about making money and you know like uh, she's like sure you won't care if you have more <laughs> more <laughs> more money and stuff like this and like it, she's dead right like I don't um, as long as I have enough to be to have my apartment yeah. to pay for the gym to have a bit of food and to be able to travel and go to yeah. the competitions with the guys I don't nothing else yeah 
nothing else makes me happy in that type of way it doesn't give me that type of fulfillment do you think that's why the academy has has grown to be so successful is that the thing that people are going to you for is what is the most important to you yeah the jiu-jitsu yeah that's and it. then everything else by the wayside is just like oh yeah well it's just growing naturally and organically and there's yeah. no force like we got to get 100 more people yeah. this month and we yeah. got to like pump out sponsored posts on yeah. this and yeah. that you and know? the gym needs to look a certain way and all this yeah. type, 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 like just try to be good at jiu-jitsu yeah. like do you know what I mean? don't yeah. it doesn't matter if you don't have a nice gym it doesn't mm. matter if you like if you are good at jiu-jitsu and you like it and you love it and you have that passion to put across to other people that's the only thing that matters i swear to god i never cared about anything other than just teaching and training yeah. like i don't that's the one thing that is in my mind when i wake mm. up is what am I going to teach today? What am I going to fucking do for myself when I'm training? That's yeah. literally the only two concerns. Anything else just pisses me off. Anything else to do with like managing stuff to do with the business and fucking fixing things. And like, I'm the worst DIY person in the world. <laughs> I can't do any DIY. I couldn't fix any. My, even my own house, like my own apartment has so much stuff in it that's broken, but like I know how to, I know like the, ta- the taps and shit are like falling <laughs> off and like so much different shit but like I know how to make it I'd rather just like get on with it than yeah. try to fix it I don't know how to fucking do anything the only thing I know how to do is do do a good class and that's what I think you see a lot of people now especially in martial arts businesses they focus too much about the business part yeah, of it yeah 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 it's yeah, like yeah. if you want to have a business just fucking open a coffee shop or something or yeah. just j- j- have a restaurant to do something where it actually is a business yeah do you know what I mean? And ironically, probably the best fucking coffee shop is the person who just loves coffee yeah. so much and they are such a coffee nerd and they know that's probably the person who has yeah, the best absolutely. fucking, has probably the best coffee shop. But I think that's probably why it is so successful is just that I, I just, I don't know, I just like it so much. I don't think about the business. I do to a certain element, you know, in terms of I have a responsibility to make money for other people now because we have people working at the gym yeah. and et cetera. But like, yeah. aside from that, you know, like, fuck, like I, I, I try every day to have less business. Yeah. <laughs> less business, <laughs> more jujitsu. Less business to do. Like, it's just, it's pain in the hole. I fucking hate it. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, people, eventually, I think if you put in work towards something, eventually you will get rewarded in the way that you should be rewarded mm-hmm. for the effort that you've put in. Yes. So, if you just, like, it doesn't, the game doesn't owe you anything, you know? And, like, mm. we, there's a lot of people now who are trying to do jujitsu full time. Jujitsu doesn't owe you shit. You haven't put in any relative to other people you haven't put in anything you're pathetic you know you yeah. have you've been training for a wet minute you've barely done any effort in relation to you know in terms of being able to make a career make yeah. sustainable real actual living it's like it doesn't owe you anything you know like you you have to fucking i don't know you have to work work really really hard at it and to work really really hard at it you have to love it mm-hmm. so like start, i was listening to a podcast the other day with uh, joey diaz comedian friends with joe rogan yeah, really funny yeah, yeah. guy but really really fucking when you listen to his podcast, he's not just all crazy and just trying to be funny. He has a lot of real shit on yeah. there. But he's basically had a whole podcast about, like, start with what you love and then worry about the money later. Like, yeah. like don't worry about the money. And then, because if you're just worrying about the money, you're not going to be doing the type of work that you should be doing. If you mm-hmm. start with what you fucking like, yeah. and the money will come later. And that's what's happened to me. Like, that's the only thing that's happened to me. I never was thinking... Now, again, I'm very, very fortunate because of my background and my 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 actual parents house was walking distance from the gym that i was teaching at so like i never had to you know there was it, it, everything couldn't have fallen yeah more, it was like, convenient i'm from a middle class family where my parents were happy for me to have a life that they didn't have yeah. and you know they w- went to school went to college went got jobs so i was lucky to they were like look we just want you to be happy and do whatever you like so yeah. they encouraged me to do whatever you like so look i'm, I'm totally understand that i'm i'm in a, in a very unique situation both 
I never worried about the uh, the outcome of the money. Yeah. I just thought I like doing this. I'm gonna keep doing it. I love doing it. There's nothing I want to do when I when, when I wake up every day and even to this day, I'm so excited to go and do it. I can't. It's my favorite thing. Wake up, have some coffee. Yeah. Go and do it. That's my fucking favorite thing ever. And it's still that way for 13 years. So I don't know if you just focus on what you like and your passion and just try to fucking mm -hmm. I don't know dedicate yourself to that. The money will come later if you're putting in the right amount of effort you'll eventually get paid for what you were putting in. You know, yeah. I feel like now the money that I get now is for those fucking 10 years when I didn't have any, didn't get any money. And I don't mean I didn't yeah. have any money like, oh, I'm so poor, I was living yeah. in a sack. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. That was just in my mom's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. in terms of like actual, you know, monetary mm. uh, reimbursement for fucking your efforts, like it'll come if yeah. you just keep doing it. It will eventually, it will eventually come. But only if you're doing it out of the love for it. Because that will come, love. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that'll come across and then that's what will then generate other people to want to do it. And then that's what will then generate the money, you know, so. Amazing. You, um, before, but a last question, you spoke, um, so beautifully about your mom there about oh, yeah. how important that she is to you in yeah. your life I know that you lost your dad yep. unfortunately a couple of years ago but in terms of thinking of your parents and where you are now yeah. you know do you think that your dad as well you know will be proud of you oh are you kidding yeah for yeah. sure yeah 100, 100 has your mom ever said it to you she ever like pulled you aside and said you know I, I think maybe did she ever doubt you no never. no no I don't think so no she definitely knew that's I, important no I don't think she I think she always, she could always see that like I had energy. I, I think she could always see I had energy for something. Yeah. So once just I found what to put the energy into, yeah. I, I was never stupid, you know, like I was never like lazy or anything like that. I always, I think she just knew once I just had found the right thing and I mm. put myself towards that. So she was always, both of them, they were always just supportive. I used to get in so much uh, trouble in school, especially when I was a teenager like getting kicked out of class and getting suspended and just being fucking Egypt basically. Yeah. And I used to always just be like, I just want to do what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I used to, I remember being sounding real childish and yeah. silly like yeah, that, yeah, but it's yeah. also like kind of true. And I feel like they always just supported me and always just told me, look, we just want you to fucking work hard at something that mm -hmm. you like and just, and just do that. But yeah, like they, they always just supported me to do whatever that's like the most influential thing you know and that's what my yeah. my dad especially especially when he got sick uh, i guess do you mind me asking how your dad's passed my, my dad had breast cancer as well the exact wow. yeah so he he uh, had uh breast cancer he passed away in 2014 um and he basically as he got sicker and sicker we i guess part of the good side of someone having terminal illness mm. is you get to talk about some things that you probably might not have talked Absolutely. about if that wasn't the yeah. case and um, so he would have talked to me a bunch and it would have told me look he spent his whole life working jobs they didn't like or he didn't like his work just to make money just to like now obviously we benefit from that as yeah. a family do you know what I mean we benefit from him and my mum's work but he always just said look I spent so much time doing what I didn't want to do just make sure you do what you want to do like that was wow. that was always like his his biggest thing was just I spent if he never said anything to you again in your lifetime, that was enough. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, that's, and it was yeah, a very powerful thing. Yeah. And then also, like what you were saying, like, w would they be proud of me or would my dad be proud of me or my mom be proud of me? And for sure, they absolutely are. Mm. And I've absolutely no doubt about it. But I think part of, and maybe this is part of my coaching style too, or part of my coaching difficulties is... I'm so proud of everything and I'm so proud of everyone, all of our students, everyone who trains at the gym, proud of to bits of everyone, but I probably don't really say it that much. Yeah. And I think maybe that has some sort of effect where like, 
it makes people appreciate it more almost. It's like you almost know that the person cares and that they are proud mm-hmm. of you. But my mom wouldn't be saying to me every single day, Dara, you know, I'm so proud of you. You're so great. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole way through, like she wouldn't have said, she wouldn't have said anything, you know, yeah. honestly, she would have been encouraging. And, you know, if I was having difficulty, she would definitely would have talked to me or listened to me, like very much like, I suppose, how I was doing with you. She yeah. would just listen to what I would have to say and just be like, okay, and just, not really say that much, yeah. not really say that much, but sometimes you don't need to yeah, need yeah, to say yeah, that much. Yeah. But I think maybe part of that, whether it's lack of communication or intentional or not intentional, not telling me all the time that they're, mm-hmm. I could, I could, I, I could always feel that I never felt like they weren't proud of me, yeah. but I also would never have been like, you know, they were never just telling me the whole time, like, oh, you're so great. Oh, you're so, yeah. you know, they really yeah, wouldn't yeah. have. They really wouldn't have said anything. It was an unspoken not knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I feel for sure now, like my dad, wherever he is, is proud out of his mm. mind. Do you know what I mean? I could, yeah. like, I can't, but of me and my sisters, my, my both my sisters are as successful as I am in whatever it is that they like to do too. And yeah. they, um, yeah, they like absolutely. But I think, I don't know, in terms of coaching and that to me, that's what comes out of my coaching too is, they would never have really been telling me all the time that I'm great or that yeah. I'm, you know, so like, I guess you were always trying to fulfill something that you didn't even know was, was there or, you know, or like or something that yeah. you didn't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what other way to put it, but yeah, no, like, um, I feel like your parents definitely have an insane impact on you, you know, like, you don't, you just real you realize Still it. Still in therapy. <laughs> you realize it more, you, but you realize it more, I've, I realize it more and more as I've grown up, you know, like. 100%. The, yeah, like 100%. How, how much of an influence of everything. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. And that's why more and more every day, I'm more grateful mm. every day for my circumstance and yeah. er, just everything to do with everything. Because I, I also feel like too, the moment that you're not grateful for it, it's all going to go away. And absolutely. If you, if, yeah. if you don't appreciate it or it like if, if it does all suddenly go away, well, you were grateful for it in the yeah. in the time when it was going on and you were happy in the time we were, when it was going on. So... I just every day I just try to just yeah just be as as grateful as possible for my circumstance and for my life and I'm also proud of myself too for the effort that I've put in to be where where I am of course but definitely more more grateful than anything else it's just yeah it's been crazy and so much more to come too like uh, it's insane the amount of young athletes now we have that train at the gym like like over the last even year or two it's gotten even more crazy there's just little groups of people like all across the gym are just putting in so so much effort and like you see i'm starting to see now a lot of myself when i was when i was that age and it's so exciting you know it's so 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 cool to see and i don't even i'm at the point now where so i think in terms of life purpose and these types of things i think it's really good to have a five to ten year like plan so like five to ten years of worth of goals and different things mm. a bigger picture that you want to try to achieve and then some s- smaller steps along the way so like five to ten years you, you want to aim for and that's what's kept me going for these last 10 years and now almost right now like my life is what i wanted it to be like those five or ten years ago all the goals that i had to do with the team to do it myself to do with a- anything in my life like i literally like have manifested like without sounding fucking Vi- like oh, I'm visualization so yeah but I, I, yeah. like that that's that shit is so real you yeah. know what i mean if if you don't know what you want from life you won't get anything Absolutely. out of it so if you if you're lucky enough to have a passion and you're lucky enough to be driven mm. if you can make five to ten year plan like that and try to aim for something that's so ridiculous and unattainable and then take it back from there and try to fill in some gaps with steps that you want to try to do but i'm actually at the point now where i'm like fuck 
like everything in my life is what I wanted it to be. It's like, I need to think of something else yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> to try to yeah. ke keep me. And that's what the students yeah. do so yeah, much, you know, because yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as, as I get older and I, you know, there's still life in me yet, I'll still be able to compete again for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But obviously, inevitably, as you get older, you can't. But I think that's mm. what the, the students in particular give you is that fucking, that extra life or that reason, that extra purpose. So now yeah. I try to think, where do I even want to be in five or 10 years? You know, do I even mm. want the gym to be bigger? Do I want to have to deal with more bigger business type things? And do I want to have to deal with more management and like all this stuff? Do I even like that? You know, all I like is just teaching the classes and I've gotten myself to the point now where I, everything is perfect. You know, like, yeah. I, like I love everything that's, that's happening right now. So it's like, do I even want, I know I find it hard to, I spent so long trying to be where I am right now that I am where I am and I just enjoy it. And I find it hard to like aim further. I'm like, fuck, like, I don't really care about have anything else. Do you mm, know? Like I don't yeah. care about have. I I would love for the people who train with me to feel fulfilled too. Like yeah. that's what I would love too. And if that comes from winning tournaments or if that comes from um, running a gym or doing whatever it is that they want to do, I would just love for them to have the have the same thing. So maybe you know that's probably the next next thing to work towards. But yeah, it's crazy. And I think if 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 people want to take anything from the success that the gym has had, it's having a plan or having that fucking having that bigger thing you're aiming towards i was never literally like like literally like five to ten years ago i, I read a really good book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill it's kind of a classic book yeah. you know like and you might read it and people think oh, it's nonsense you know if you read it for the first bit but i rafael lovato told me to read it and he told me this changed his mind so that kind of set me up to yeah to believe in it basically yeah. i was like well if it fucking worked for him it works for me <laughs> so i read this book basically but it gives you the same general help as what any of those types of books do yeah. five ten years plan make goals blah blah blah, visualization all these types mm -hmm. of thing and yeah i would have literally in my notebook for years and years and years had I want to be a black belt nogi European champion. I want to have over X amount of students. I want to make X amount of money so that I can do this uh, to have all these things. I want to have world champion students. I want to have all these different things, all these things that literally are like right now. And what uh, I would read this every single fucking day, you know, like goals, how, what I was going to do to do it, you know, the work that I was going to put in to do it, to deserve to have all these things. And then, yeah, now it literally like is fucking all all right in front of you. So I I really believe in working with like, you know, a, a bigger plan, like yeah. and especially even for, you know, anybody out there who's trying to train full time or trying to make it their job. It like mm. you can 100 percent do it, but you have to have a plan. Like, where do you want to where do you want to be? Where are you going with yeah. this? You know, if you're training somewhere, like what's your eventual goal? Like, what do you don't just think, oh, I, I want to be really good. You know, it's like yeah. what? Do you want to be a world champion? Do you want to be a world champion just as a blue belt? Is that it? You just want to win the world as a blue belt and you've nothing, you haven't thought beyond that, you yeah. know? Like the people who win the worlds at the blue belt are people who want to be black belt world champions. The people who have jiu-jitsu academies are people, it, it, it's like you need, you need a plan. You need yeah. something to aim towards, you know? Like you can't just float along and hope things are just going to fall into mm -hmm. place and you have to take responsibility for yourself. You can't even be relying on your coach or anyone else to say the magic thing or tell you the magic thing to do it. You have to have responsibility for yourself. You need to be doing it for you and you can't rely on someone else to make you money or you can't rely on someone else to do anything for you. Like it yeah. doesn't owe you anything. You have to fucking put in the time, put in the effort to get it back. But if you have a plan and you stick with it and you genuinely do everything that you can to do it, like in my minimal experience, you can definitely do it. Like mm -hmm. anything, anything to anything that I ever wanted to happen has happened pretty much. Like, and I don't know if that sounds weird to say. No, not <laughs> at all. Not at like, all. I, be I really believe in it's that. It's proof that it works. Yeah. And I believe in it. I believe in it so much. And 
if I don't know, I, I just guess you just need to know where you're going, you know? Absolutely. So if you have a passion, try to direct it towards something and try to just have a plan. Don't just mm. think it's going to just turn into like, oh, I really want to win the world. But like, like that's all you you think is just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like you need to have steps to get there. You need to, you know, be realistic. You need to have the right people around you to do what it is that you want to do. And in our situation at our gym, we have everything, you know, everybody yeah. who trains with us has every opportunity to be anything that they want to be in jiu-jitsu, you know, but you have to have responsibility for yourself. You know, you can't just expect someone else to, no one ever fucking did shit for me, you know, like no one exactly. ever fucking was there by holding my hand the whole way through. There was people who gave me advice and helped me along the way, of, of course, but it was all, it was definitely all came from me and my own wants to do it. You know, I was never waiting around for someone else to do it for me or for, yeah. you know, wanted to complain or make a uh, a reason for some it not happening you know yeah like and definitely some good reality reality ch uh, checks along the way with certain people and just certain situations and stuff definitely helped but um yeah sorry i feel like i've been talking for ages no 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 it's fantastic yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. i'm motivated nice, i'm good, taking good. notes here yeah, class. <laughs> very 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 last question because you're okay. talking to kind of about five ten year goals and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and i always ask it as well last question if you were to leave this Earth as we know it yeah. in the morning. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? Oh, just just as I am, I suppose. Which is, which is, which is. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, someone that likes jiu-jitsu a lot and just wants to help other people get yeah. better doing that too, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I think more that I am happy. So if I was to leave this earth, uh, yeah personally myself i am i'm happy i actually had it's really funny you asked that because i where, where we're going to we we're going to nogi worlds last year right like flying to california in december and we just won the dublin open the team titles the gi and the yeah. nogi and then that year we also had won the irish open too so we we're doing really good uh, we've won the irish open uh, a couple of years this, uh, yeah. <laughs> was so, it this year or last year or? Oh, so many i can't remember <laughs> but uh no i so we'd had a really good year fion had won the worlds in brown belt loads of amazing things had happened we had a bunch of people won the nogi europeans everything was going great we won the dublin open with savage buzz everyone was delighted we we're flying to the nogi worlds and then we we're in the plane and this like the worst turbulence i've ever experienced in my life like started to happen so it was just like completely freaking out i looked at the did you ever look at the like map thing you know that's on the shows you where the plane is yeah. and i was like oh for some reason i give myself comfort if we're over land as opposed to like over the sea yeah. and you know where we were was over it's not fucking Antarctica, but whatever this, you know, just pure white bit is it? It's not, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm good at jiu-jitsu. I'm not good at geography. But anyway, you're just basically over that white bit, like, like between Canada and fucking whatever. Greenland, is it Greenland? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Just pure ice. And I was like, oh my God, like if we go down, we're fucked. Like we're literally yeah. fucked. It was the worst turbulence ever. Freaking out completely in my own head. And I actually literally thought, I was like, if I actually die, I'm actually pretty happy. Like, I feel like, it was amazing gear. We've had an amazing run. We won the Dublin Open. <laughs> we won the Irish Open. It was class. Everyone's delighted. Everyone will remember me as the motivating coach. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just like, I was like, it, like if I have to go now, it's actually all right. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm actually, yeah. so I had a weird amount of contentment. Uh, yeah, that that's point. amazing. That's <laughs> brilliant. That's like, but that, that's, that's in itself, it's fantastic that you were like at peace in your, well, what, what could have been your final moments. Like. <laughs> it was so dramatic. But in terms of like, oh, how you, how you would want to be remembered. I don't know. You just want people to think you're nice, I suppose, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, just that you're trying to help other people, I suppose, and that, yeah. It's it's weird to say that you would want to be inspiring because it makes you sound 
Not really. You know? No, no, no. That's because like, I don't like, like, yeah, I don't know. I do want to inspire people. Yeah. Obviously, you do. Well, you do. But I don't think of myself as inspirational. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah. you want to inspire people, but I'm not like, God, I'm so inspirational. God, <laughs> 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 yeah, I just inspire everyone daily. No, I was like, wearing a T-shirt that actually says, <laughs> I am inspirational. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but you know what I mean? It's like everyone yeah. everyone does want to inspire people. But yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, You don't yeah. want to be the prick that says, I'm an inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't know. If you are inspirational, you just kind of are. You know, yeah. you can't really try to be, <laughs> try to be or not I think you kind of inspire people or you don't but I don't know how do amazing you want... well that's a good one that's a good one how do you want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered as a fantastic podcast host that yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I, I think for me uh, that I was loving and was loved okay Nice. And that's that's my yeah. my one, yeah. I guess yeah, same yeah. for same for me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Someone who people... someone who 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 um was able to show love and receive love. Yeah, yeah, that's Class. kind of it. Yeah. Well, I think also that uh, like you like you were saying, oh, you know, you feel like being thirty five, and oh, I feel like I'm not doing the normal mm. type thing. I feel yeah. like it's so much more impressive and so much more braver to be doing what you're doing. Like that's like Thank you. yeah, because that's that's what you got to do mm. like you got to do what you like to do and what makes you happy and and like, do you know what it, there's so many women that are in my age group that message me like on Instagram or whatever just like literally I don't, I don't even know what they're looking for from me yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they're just like oh you know like I feel this pressure do you feel this pressure Blah. and I'm just like I'm kind of so busy in it, like my what I'm doing that I don't really get to sit back and yeah, think about yeah. it but there are moments where I go fuck what if this isn't the right thing to do? Yeah, you know, so yeah. I definitely still, it's not as if I'm like totally, you know, oblivious or that I don't get the feelings of like, fuck, am I doing the right thing? You know, and I, I, I there is, I definitely are still times where I'm like, you know, what if this doesn't work out? And what if I'm back to square one? But I don't think you can live like that. You know, you just, no, no, I, all I, I know I, is like right now, yeah. I'm really happy. There you go. And I'm like, wake up every morning and go like. Savage what's happening today yeah there you go or what will happen tomorrow yeah do you know I, what I mean I think that's the way to be yeah. personally yeah. I'm sure what do I know but that's what makes me happy anyway exactly and it seems to make you happy too I mean and a healthy dose of jiu-jitsu as well exactly. like doesn't yeah. go amazing no you know 100%, I mean? 100% but no. I actually got asked I done um, I was at this thing called Influence a couple of weeks ago and um, someone said to me like is there anything in your day or in your week that you do that kind of you know brings you joy or bring you brings you happiness and I was like <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> they were all just kind of looking back at me like what and i was like yeah jiu-jitsu like that's what will like recenter you that's what will makes you excited to go makes you excited even in the days where you're like oh god i just don't have the energy like i've never left a jiu-jitsu open mat or class and went oh, why did i bother yeah yeah i think not that's... once in five years like yeah i think never. that's the one thing people never would say as many frustrations as you might have like people can have frustrations coming out of jiu-jitsu because of stuff that like is happening in actual jiu-jitsu itself. Like, yeah. oh, why can't I beat yeah, this? Why did that, why but did you're I never, that you're or... never like, why am I fucking doing it? Bothering. Yeah. Why am I yeah, even going yeah, yeah, here? It's yeah, like, you always feel, yeah. you always feel better after a bit of rolling. And that's my favorite thing. Absolutely. Is just doing and we are both going to go get, get our roll on there later on. Are you going to have a map? Oh yeah. Oh, that nice. Dead, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm up. No show today. So no, that's I'm the best. Like, uh, my favorite days are Friday, Saturday because I don't have to teach any classes yeah. on Friday and Saturday and I just get to go and just roll and I don't have to Rams. I don't have to show a move I don't have to like I can just go in and sometimes I feel a bit rude sometimes because uh, I just want to go in and like I don't I don't want to talk to anybody yet 
yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll talk in a minute. I just let me go in and just yeah. just train and just <laughs> get a good hour solid in, and then bam, I'm done. And then that's the best best fucking feeling in the world is just do some rolling and then absolutely you're happy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, listen. Thank you. We got the whole whole episode without us. Yeah, yeah. I had to get in. Um, but listen, thank you very much for coming. In. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm delighted. That was a great chat. Nice. Really good. Yeah, I've absolutely no idea as usual what we talked about the entire time. <laughs> I'll probably listen back to it and just be like, "Fuck's sake!" But um, that's what happens with me as well. Someone say, "Oh, is this?" And then you were talking about. It. I was like, "You really? do when you're on one of these things, though. You do listen back to it. Well, at least I do because you. I don't know. You just want to hear what you said." I'm like, oh, what did yeah, I even, totally, what did yeah. I even say? Yeah, yeah, How did yeah. it sound? Did it sound like the way that I wanted it to sound? Or? And sometimes I listen back and I, I hear things the second or third time that I didn't hear when I was actually having the conversation. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, really yeah. very strange. Yeah, no, no, it's deadly. Um, but, no, yeah. but yeah, again, thank you for having no, me on here. No, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. No, no. And congratulations. Thanks I know, so I don't much. get, I know like every time you come back from like being with Fion or whatever it is, I'm yeah. like, oh, well done, you know, but like, really congratulations like it's so and again it's not being biased because like you're my coach but uh-huh. it's just so um impressive thanks so what much. you've done especially in in like since i've known you thanks so much yeah no, i really appreciate it and thank you for being my student yeah uh, and thank you <laughs> to everybody basically just i don't know i, I would imagine mo- a lot of people who listen to this are probably people who trained with us anyway yeah, and stuff like that. yeah, 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 yeah. i never want to be you know part part of what I never want to be especially as a coach as the gym gets bigger and bigger and there's more people and it becomes harder to know everybody on on that level like if you train at our gym I care about you so much yes. like I'm so grateful that you train there yeah. and keep training and don't stop training it's the best thing ever yeah. but yeah no I, I'm so grateful and I try to I try as best I can to like spread my energy as much as much as I can and try to be I don't know I tried to be to everybody what they probably want me to be or yeah. whatever way you want to talk about it but no I'm, I'm so grateful and I, I love all of our I love everybody who trains with us. The whole network yeah. of everything is amazing. And um, yeah, I'm just, just very, very grateful every single day. And I, long may it continue. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. What, what is directly next for you now? Um, uh, we're going to Rome. Rome you're, yeah, yeah, we're going to Europeans. Rome. Yeah, we have 20 people going to Rome next weekend. A lot of them have the chance to win. Like mm. I'd say all of them have the chance to win, really, if they are in the right space. Uh, then we go in November... Um, What's in November? Shane Fishman qualified for Polaris, so he's going to do his yeah. first time on Polaris. December, then there's the Dublin Open and such. And then we just start again in January and the whole season Repeat. just repeats itself again. Yeah. So, yeah, no, very exciting, um, very exciting times. Um, and if you're listening and you haven't done Jiu-Jitsu yet somewhere, go and do it. This is my hope. This but is I, my hope that someone listens and they're like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do it. It'd be like Joe Rogan. Yeah. I heard that, um, <laughs> I heard that, advertising or so, I don't know if it's advertising or this is the most loose explanation of something you'll ever hear <laughs> but basically that you need to hear an idea or like you know be told something like 150 to 200 times before you'll take action on it so like you need to Jesus. see you need to see or hear something loads and loads and loads and loads of times before you'll take action on it and I think that's what podcasts like this or Joe Rogan do for people yeah. is you're not always talking about jiu-jitsu it's not the whole time but you listen to it so you listen to Joe Rogan and every so often he's like yeah jiu-jitsu is class you should do it because of this and this and then they talk about something else so you yeah. just get a little tiny hit of a suggestion mm. from someone you like or someone that you respect or someone that you know you would listen to yeah but he's always just saying a little bit after a little bit and you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have fucking trained at our gym who started because just of joe rogan like why did you start oh well joe, joe rogan's never fucking yeah. shutting up about it and i think that's that literal that thing that i heard about advertising basically that 
you have heard 200 times mm. to do it and you might have been sick of it the first fucking 100 but eventually it starts yeah. to again you're like why do they keep why do they keep well th- this is what I said like at any time I get an opportunity to talk about jiu-jitsu with like even a non-jiu-jitsu person yeah. especially yeah. on here it's like so important because for me like when I was 29 I like finished in music and I had this like loss of identity like I, I had an identity crisis like oh I'm not a rock star anymore yeah, who yeah. am I what's yeah, going on yeah. oh I'm actually just this idiot who's like overweight who <laughs> drinks all the time like Jesus. fucking you know what I mean like yeah. this is how, and, and those words were like in my head because I was so harsh on myself at the yeah, time yeah, you know yeah. and through that then having this sort of like midlife crisis of like who am I what am I going to do I like just was out I don't know if I ever told you this but I was out one night and my uh, best friend's boyfriend is a judo black belt okay. and he was like you every time you have a few drinks on you you wrestle everyone in the room like you need to start jiu-jitsu yeah, and I was hilarious. like can't I don't do sports I'm a creative person like I've never ran or yeah. he was like trust me and he brought me to his judo gym like okay. before he t- taught his kids class and like started teaching me how to shrimp and like no done a couple class and he knew Shiv okay. and he was like I know this girl Shiv she trains in East Coast like you should no go way. out to and what's his name? Um, fucking hell I can't remember <laughs> James, James 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 I can't remember his surname uh, call, James, no, Te- James Ted uh, I can't remember what his actual surname is which is terrible because he's my best friend's boyfriend for the last 15 years so I think J- James Ted um, does sound slightly familiar you definitely know him tall black hair like kind of a slick back okay. hair you definitely know him anyway that's mad so that's how you got into it and then he was like you need to go to a jiu-jitsu academy because I can't teach you anymore like I've only shown you the basics if you, you keep this up yeah, yeah. and he was like I was like, where do I even go? Like, where does one go to a jiu-jitsu academy? He was like, I know this girl called Shiv. She trains. I think there's like two or three girls that are out there with her. Yep. Go out to Dunleary. And I was living in town at the time. So I was like, ah, oh, here. I was like, I'd be working all day. I'd have to go out there. And I was like, fucking right. So it was a Saturday. And I went out to the intro class. And I got, it was about quarter to 12. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm early. And I started like, right, I'll just go in. And I walked in and I got to the front door, put my hand, I remember it like as clear as anything, put my hand on the handle and then just went, fuck this, this is not for me, no way. No and way? Left, no. Left, right? You, you completely left, didn't completely you? Completely left, right? And I walked down the road, do you know where that like house is, kind of castle You know, it's always for sale. You know, across from your house, if you walk down a little bit, going towards the sea point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah. a little oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 I get cul-de-sac you. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 like no. like, oh, yeah, it's like a super old like church type thing exactly right beside the roundabout exactly right so I walked in there and I actually walked in pretending that I was like I was like you know oh I'm here for a reason (laughs) because I was so freaked I was like what am I doing like why am I in Dunleary I in like with a a, like a a, a, a borrow gi in my bag like I was like what like this is not for me and I swear to god I talk about all the time it was like a, a, a rope from inside me pulled me to the door like literally so you went like, back? I went back wow. and it was 10 past 12 and Chris Leddy was doing the class oh, shit. and I stuck my head in and I was like oh sorry I'm really late this is my first day and he was like yeah yeah no bother just get changed come on quick get on the mats and I was like okay grand and I remember this is like when he was doing a warm ups he was doing shrimps down the mats yeah, and yeah. forward rolls and stuff fuck me like I literally left just going like what have I just experienced (laughs) like how uncool unfit on everything am I but Monday I went again there you go and then I I went Wednesday I never knew that that's mad that you tried to leave oh listen I I paced the roads up and down that road for a good 20 minutes crazy yeah it was nuts and through that Obviously, lost loads of weight, got super healthy, got this whole mindset, lifestyle, started competing. So you literally like, changed your whole life. Basically. Changed my whole life. Through that then, 
got a job with Bama, who was an MMA promotion, started noticing that there was this whole world that was going on backstage. Hmm, I should document this. Maybe I'll record a video on my iPhone. And then look at you now. Fight Connect TV, this podcast. Like, that's, that's what I mean about like, try new things. You know what I mean? Try new things because you never know where it leads. Yeah, no, you know? 100%. I could have turned around that day, gotten back on the bus into town, gone to the pub, went in the piss and who knows where I'd be now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And you got yeah. over the self-consciousness which is like probably the biggest battle for everyone. It's just, I find that bit real hard to relate to because when I started, I played rugby and shit and I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, it's just sports. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there was no mm. self-conscious. But what I'd have been self-conscious about was if I'm going to lose. Yes. Like, yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like, oh, am I even, should I be doing this? So, yeah. so no, it's even more, me, it's even it was more like, impressive for people like that who've, who, who start off and can be that nervous, you know? But it, for me, it was what needed to happen. I needed to get a reality check on where I actually sat in like the health scheme of things. You know what I mean? Like, cause when you're, when you're going on the pub scene and you're like in a band and like, you're not, you're not aware of like, you, you don't have to do anything except like lift a point glass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you're not, you don't know how your body works or what it can do or yeah. what it can't do. And all of the skills that you have are not relevant anymore. So like being funny or being like, like you can't rely on them yeah, anymore. Like They're any, gone. Being, you yeah, have cool yeah, clothes yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like any of these types of things are all out the yeah. window. Your, your skill set of how to be cool is completely removed mm. and you're stripped down to yeah. just fucking. Absolutely. Which is what I described as like the onion. It's like getting de-layered <laughs> as an onion, yeah. right? But like when I think back on it, like the apps, I got so obsessed with it so quickly. You know, I mean, that's my personality, quite obsessive, yeah, quite yeah. like, you know, like 100% or nothing. Yeah, I'm the same. And like, I mean, I started in, because it was my 30th birthday. It was the 14th of August. I started the start first week in September is when I went to East Coast. And then that January, I was doing the Europeans. Crazy. Now, I got submitted in the first 30 seconds. Remember, I yeah. pulled guard with that, like, judo. Yeah. She was, like, 130 kilos. I was doing, like, the super heavy category and, yeah. like, went to pull guard with no grips and then, like, just got kimura in 30 seconds. But I didn't care yeah. because the achievement was from where I had come from. Oh, my God. To be standing out there to in the To be at Europeans. the Europeans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the, the most high-level oh, competition. I you love, know what I mean? It's I love when people... Brilliant. I know we were supposed to be finishing a second yeah. ago, but I love when people... Shane's like, come on. Oh, get me out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love when new people go to the Europeans. It's the best thing. Yes. It's so funny. Like yeah. people who are if you're white belt, it's like, it's the best thing. And you should totally do it. Anyone who's listening is white belt on our team. You should go to the Europeans because yeah. it's class. But I just think it's so funny because especially if you're newer, you've never probably even really seen a jiu-jitsu tournament. And then all of a sudden you're at the one of the biggest ones and mm. there's so many people there and no one at a jiu-jitsu tournament is watching your match. Like no one cares. Like it's, there's a million matches going on. It's the most boring shit ever. But like yeah. you think that, oh, it's this huge stadium and everyone's looking at me and just like, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. You know, like it's just, it's so funny. Like loads of people have done that from our team have gone to the mm. Europeans as one of their first things to do. And even it happened, was it this year? There was some other white belts who were there and, everyone always says the same thing they're like I did not think mm -hmm. a couple if you told me a couple months ago that I'd be in this arena now trying to fucking scrap someone yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the thing yeah. and that's that's what that, that's the, the like just the and through that for me anyway it, I got a new level of confidence a yeah. new level yeah, of like, like if you I can, can fucking do anything yeah exactly yeah if I, can, I was like yeah yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. And like, it, 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 even as ridiculous as it is, you lose yeah. in 20 seconds and it doesn't even matter. It's still, it, it's still, it gives you confidence no mm. matter what. Like, yeah. No matter what. And it, the experiencing how your brain works in those positions as well oh, is crazy. God. Like literally, and, and you know, I, 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 
when being so busy I haven't been able to compete an excuse Tara is an excuse (laughs) but for for the first like two or three years you know I was like competing all the time and even like figure you know you're literally for me it was like standing at the edge of the mat waiting to be called out by the ref and I'm going in my head the fuck are you doing (laughs) why are you doing this you could be in the pub with the lads now or you could be bleeding doing this and then as soon as you get called onto the mat that goes and it's fight or flight and then regardless of the result regardless of what happens you leave that mat and you're just exhilarated so epic it's It's just you don't experience that in any other aspect of your life but I didn't yeah no for sure I think it's such a good thing people should experience it for sure definitely try to fight someone (laughs) yeah people scrapping on streets there listening to this walking down <laughs> James Street ah. um, but yeah thank you so much oh, that no worries no yeah. absolute pleasure Delighted. thank you thanks Cheers. a million um, and your Instagram Dara at Dara O'Connell just my name yeah just yep. my name at Dara O'Connell spelled D-A-R-R-A-G-H if you just type in Dara I'm sure you'll find yeah. it but yeah at Dara O'Connell have 10k now Lydia <laughs> 10k would you believe it can't believe it I thought it'd be more fulfilling than it was to be honest <laughs> it was a bit underwhelming I, I was like at 990 something for a while and then I was like oh like this is going to be class when I get 10k and then you get it you get to like, use your a link now in your stories that's what they said but it hasn't happened yet oh that's what they said that's, they, they trick you with the false pretense that's of what I'm more. hoping out for I think uh, no. Fight Connect TV is 9300 I'm on a little bit of a rampage get me to 10k get me to 10k it's underwhelming for all those youngsters out there chasing social media glory it's not worth it I have 10k I've completed the game <laughs> I've gone as far as you can go and it's it's shy it's, it's, absolutely, it's shy. absolutely shy brilliant well <laughs> <laughs> listen thank you so much for coming in no worries I really thank you Lydia appreciate it. Uh, Dara O'Connell for episode 16 of The First Exchange